people we are here for another edition i am josh rogers i am brian hare and welcome to the jigsaw podcast you yes, already sir. know what it is it is the podcast where we talk about the perils uh-huh. praises yes the productivity and yes, the comfort circumstance of a Hallelujah. black person trying to navigate this crazy thing called life brian how are you brother man it is always a great day to be black brother we are here in we the land here. of the living yes um, it ain't Friday yet. It seems like it's taking forever for Friday to get here. Uh, but you know, we working. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm excited. I, um, recently just dropped off my kids to my parents. Oh, bless his name. Um, so yeah, uh, I won't see them again until right before the holiday. So mm. we'll talk about be- that in some black men self-care, but <laughs> okay. there's be a lot of sex going on. Reverend. <laughs> I want to set you up. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, man. So I'm I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, right. Even though I popped me in to town, it was always good to see the fam and stuff like that. So um, I am really, really, really good, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this week we just I'm tired of talking about politics. Me too. I'm over. It. <laughs> and I know we like apologize to the people and everything like that. And but I'm just tired. Like. It's draining. White people going white people, racism mm-hmm. going racism, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is what it is, brother. It's it's the uh, you know I'm just America's going America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it is what it is, and it's just like you know we look into the future, brother. We look into the future. Listen, uh, because God's doing a new thing in uh, our lives. Shout out about Mondo Ball. <laughs> yes, Jesus. He's doing a new thing. A new thing. And we're not going. We're not going to worry about forty-five not conceding. He know he lost. Mm-mm, so mm-mm. we're gonna let we're gonna let it play out. So unless something major happens, y'all might not hear no political nothing Mm-mm. from no. us for a while. Unless we need to, you know, drag somebody to cut somebody out. But right. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of um, things more jovial and not focusing mm-hmm. on the terrible things in life, we talked about Jingle Jangle last week. We had, we did. Did you watch it? Here we go again. <laughs> I have not watched the Oh jungle my yet. god. <laughs> I have not watched I the mean, jungle. Yet. I mean, how many I'm, times do we need to jangle before you watch it? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I, okay. I promise you. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Um I'm watching a few things this weekend. I'm watching okay. G. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. all of the uh all of our family members in the living room, this happens <laughs> every time. <laughs> I'd be like, man, of God, you got to watch this. He'd be like, bet. We come back next week. I mean, a whole seven days. And the man don't even touch it. <laughs> man, I got to share the, I got to share, like, this, some things, you know, my wife wants to watch with me. And okay. if we, and if she doesn't watch it or she's not in the mood to watch it, we won't watch it. And then at that point, it gets like to it so late and I'm like missing out on everything. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm upset because like the timeline was just on fire talking Everybody about Everybody's seen it except the hairs. Everybody. <laughs> I mean everybody. <laughs> Woman of God. Everybody saw it except <laughs> us. Yeah, bro. Go ahead go ahead and watch Jingle Jangle a Christmas story. It it is phenomenal. Yeah. It is absolutely phenomenal. Um I'll wait till you watch it before we really get into it. But I believe that mm-hmm. we can legit add it to our list of classic 
Christmas movies, specifically classic black. It it is one that will go down in history as a great one. Really, it's okay. good. It's good, and I'm not hyping it. It's good. No, I, I believe it. I, I legit like you know, the, like the, again, like I said, the timeline. Usually, black Twitter will let you, black Twitter tells the truth. Black Twitter really don't lie. Black Twitter does not lie. So when I was looking at the timeline, I also was Jingle Jangle, a masterpiece, a classic. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Black excellence. You know all the great things that you know black people do. Uh, every adjective that you know great black things you know that happen. Black folks is using it by Jingle Jangle. So I was like, Lauren, hey, you see the timeline? Everybody done seen this. Everybody done seen it. But no, I yeah, I'm I'm gonna give you till I I don't want to say next week to the next time we record. Mm-hmm. And um, we next time we get together in the living room, and we'll see what happens. Speaking of mm-hmm. um, announcement, early in the game. All right, we off next week. We are. We off next week. So if you wake up there on Thanksgiving, as you get ready to give thanks and cut the turkey, and you're looking for an episode to play because you don't really like your in laws, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna hear nothing new from us. Nothing. You new. can run this one back. Mm-hmm. You can go listen to the other 25 other episodes <laughs> that are available. Just, just pick one. Just pick one. Just pick one. Pick one. Um, but no, we're going to be off next week to right. enjoy our own families and recognize Definitely. the holiday. Uh, but we will be back, I think, what is that, the first Thursday in December, whenever? Because it'll be December next time we talk. It'll be December. We'll be it'll one be month December. closer to the end. And year. we got something super special for the entire month. So oh, yeah. look out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, what else should they do for us in the meantime on the on the socials and in these podcast listening apps? Uh, they need to make sure that they do follow us. Yeah. Um, follow us. Uh, rate us uh, on all the different platforms. Make sure you give us the, the biggest rating and the best rating you can give us. Uh, mm-hmm. Comment. Let us know. Um, do us a favor and share share our pages, share our, 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 our podcast on Thanksgiving. You listen, listen to the podcast and tell the people about it. Yeah, that's that's what we want for Black. That's the Jigsaw Black Friday sale. Subscribe. It's free. Subscribe. <laughs> it's free. That's it's, it. it's the best. It's going to be the cheapest Black Friday gift you're going to give anybody or yourself. Right. Show um, us how thankful you are for the Jig Pop. Yeah. Jigsaw Podcast. Show us how thankful you are. Speaking Show us how of thankful you are. Uh-huh. The song of the week this week. Oh, Because this okay. is a Thanksgiving special episode. All right. Since we're going to miss the people next week. Uh-huh. You ready? I'm ready. Tragedies oh, are commonplace. Uh-huh. All mm-hmm. kinds of diseases. Yes. People are slipping away. Economy, huh? Economy's down. People. People can't get enough pay. But as for me. But as for me. What? What you going to do? All I can say is. What? Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Hey, bum, 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 bum. hey, it could have been me. Thank you. Outdoor. Thank you. With no food. Thank you. And no clothes. Thank you. All alone. Thank you. Without a friend. Thank you. Or just another number. Thank Why you. did I turn to Michael Jackson? With a tragic <laughs> You're the Raptors, Reverend. You didn't see me. To let none of these things be mm, every day, but every day by your power, what keep on keeping on. me. Whoop, keep on, and I want to say thank, thank you, Lord. You, Lord for there you go. Oh, you done for me. I, I, hey. I, I bring it back. Hey. <laughs>
That's a good oh, choir number too. Oh my god! It could have oh been me. God. It could have been me. Outdoors with no food or no clothes. Let's go back to the second verse. She say, "Folks without homes, mm. people are in the street. In the in the street, and the drug habits. Some say they just they just can't be muggers and robbers. No place. No place seems to be safe. But you, you in my protection. Hey, every step." Of the of, way. Of the way. And, and I, I just want to say, thank you, thank Lord. You Lord. <laughs> Ooh. For all you've done for me. Uh, if you have not noticed, this, we said, I think I just said it, but this is going to be a Thanksgiving special. Hallelujah. And because it's Thanksgiving, and we, we can't help we but give them. the Lord thanks. <laughs> 2020 has been a dumpster fire of a year. <laughs> Imagine being on the world's a spirit airplane trapped between three, two, six hundred pound people wearing velvet <laughs> with uncontrollable gas. That's what 2020 has been. But he kept us all the way to the Thanksgiving. All the way. And we're here and we just got to give him glory. So the we song of the him. week. If y'all ain't churchy or into church, that's okay. That's your business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but for us, as for us in this podcast, we Ooh. will serve the Lord. We, we will. We will we'll serve him. So that I'll was. serve the Lord. <laughs> don't you get that's me started on no Tenny right? <laughs> that's a good number, too. Um, but no, that was Thank You, Lord, by the incomparable Walter Hawkins. I love mm -hmm. me some Hawkins. The Hawkins and the family is... For the folks that don't go to church, Mary Mary has a version too. That was Walter's <laughs> thank you, Lord. Now, you know, I love the Marys. <laughs> Erica and the Tina. But what you will not do is throw that. Uh-uh. <laughs> it is the original or nothing else. What? Brian. And you don't even like me. You don't even like the Erica and the Tina. <laughs> you don't like them Atkins girls. <laughs> and they're from... I'm and they're from your city. They are. That's all right. I love them. Though. Anyway, don't go. Oh. I, I I love Mary Mary, but don't go listen to their version. You go listen. To, <laughs> you go listen to Walter Hawkins. Okay, you be blessed. Now I didn't do it no judge. I sounded a hot mess, but you gonna be blessed by that song, Brian. You ready to jump into the podcast? Yeah, speaking of blessed, let's go to the okay. uh, to the bless of a primary. Let's, let's, go. <laughs> let's go to the bless of report. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Bless Up Report. As you know, uh, we give shout outs and saluting to our black folks who are doing great black things. Um, we got something a little different this time. Uh, since Black Friday is coming up, emphasis on black. Black. Um, we do believe in praising and patronizing black businesses. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a list in no specific order of some places and some things that we do believe that you need to patronize um you know for black friday and just in general i'm gonna list some things uh make sure you uh definitely go check these people out uh it's like our top 10 list of folks that you need to go support yeah as soon as possible uh so i'm gonna start off with luxury aromas within uh created by deshaun lawrence jr uh they have the candles the scents so you can you know uh you know make sure your your atmosphere smells real good amen right um, so you can uh, check them out at luxuries, luxuryaromaswithin.com. Again, that's luxuryaromas, 
within.com. Please go support them. We got Cultured Misfits, which is a clothing brand. Uh, we love apparel. We love the clothing. We love to get dressed. We love to, you know, go out and do these things mm-hmm. uh, and got to look fresh. So check out culturedmisfits.com uh, so you can get your clothes on. Uh, uh, you know, you get your hair has to be, has to be right. Your That's hair right. has to be right. Uh, so Bridgio, NYC, Nancy Twine at, uh, I'm going to spell it out for you, B-R-I-O-G-E-O-H-A-I-R.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna put the E at the end, like my name. Uh, but please go support. Get your hair together. You got to be, you know, you know, if you're meeting the family members. Listen. Um, at these Thanksgiving, these Christmas celebrations, you can't, you know, be Make dry. sure that natural curl pad and pops. Make sure it pops and glistens. Um, so one books. Los Angeles is a bookstore. We do believe in reading. Amen. Listen. Um, uh, you know, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so ESO one bookstore. Uh, is going to be the website, uh, E-S-O-W-O-N, W-O-N, bookstore.com. Um, Thanksgiving is coming up. We got to eat mm-hmm. this food. Yes, sir. Uh, Chef Philip Dwayne at a, yo, yo place. Memphis. Yo city. Memphis. Memphis. Memphis, man. Uh, <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee is a caterer, restaurant owner. Uh, was a Park and Cherry, is that, mm-hmm. that is? Okay, yep. Park and Cherry. Um, Chef Philip Dwayne.com. You can reach him, felt Chef Chef philipdewayne.com please go out and support um uh, we also do believe in supporting our black colleges so mm-hmm. please check out black support to get your apparel um it's not only a brand but it's also a movement to please support our black colleges and universities so support to get your apparel um again hair care women of god men of god um this is something my wife uses my daughter uses uh, Miel Organi- Organics, excuse me, uh, based out of Indiana, hair care products. Uh, check out MielOrganics.com. That's M-I-E-L-L-E-O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S, MielOrganics.com. Please check them out. Uh, please support them. Uh, again, uh, local person here. We've got Sh- Chef Philip Smalls from Small Bites Dining. He's here in Atlanta. Um, he actually has a special going on for Thanksgiving. So if you don't have anything or, uh, uh, some food or you want to pretend like you cook some food, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you got some family members coming in, you're trying to uh, impress your boo, your boo's in-laws. Uh, you want to act like you cook something, uh, hit him up. He has a Thanksgiving special. Uh, you can find him on IG at small underscore bites, underscore dining again on IG, small underscore bites, underscore dining. That's on IG. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, we got to keep our skin and our face and our, our body together, brothers. Uh, so please check out Bevel. Um, this is, again, black-owned. Getbevel.com for grooming, uh, your self-care. Uh, we got to take care of ourselves. It's getting cold out here. We can't be out here. Ask you, brothers. Listen, because your can't. black will crack. It will crack. Uh, so please don't be out here. Ask you. So getbevel.com. Uh, and last but not least, I know we shouted them before, but this is, you know, it's it's a must. It's a thing that we got to do. Uh, green top gifts. It's time. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas season. Uh, please wrap your gifts in black folks wrapping paper. Please. Um, so please check out greentopgifts.com. Greentopgifts.com. It's for us, by us. Um, a good sister who's for the sororers, AKAs, uh, women of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And she did go to HBCU. So please support that and that is our jigsaw top 10 uh for black friday emphasis on black 
Emphasis on black. That now Emphasis that black. was a blessed up report. Oh yeah. That was Please. a blessed up report. Now you oh, said yeah. something that bring me that brought me great joy. You know what you said? I don't what I said. You said you talk about green type gifts on Christmas. And you said it's time. It is time. You acknowledge pre-Thanksgiving that it is time. It is time. Every is time. year <laughs> at Christmas time, I hear the children laughing. Oh Lord. <laughs> smiling, being happy again. That's Luther Bandross. Woo! That was a good Christmas number, Brian. You, you get my you getting my jingle jangle stirred up. Glory to God. Oh, uh, but no, bless up to all of y'all. All them. We're going to list them in the description box. Definitely. And, um, as we typically do, all, although we're going to be out next Thursday, mm-hmm. next Monday, you can still get the recap of all the black businesses and Definitely. the week and all that. So be sure to patronize them. Please and do. here's the thing. If they have any kind of box that says, how did you hear? Mm-hmm. Put the Jigsaw podcast. Please do we're it. We're looking for sponsorships. <laughs> right. Write us in. Let them write know. Us send, in. send them a good crafted email. Right. Even <laughs> if they don't have a box, you type in there, I heard about you on the Jigsaw, the Jigsaw. podcast. Right. <laughs> At us. Okay. At us. At us. Right. All right. Um, you ready to get to the billboard? Because I got stuff I want to talk about. I'm sure you do. Let's just do it. Yeah. Um, so Sierra and Russell Wilson, uh-huh. um, I guess one of the quintessential couples of our time. They say they love the Lord. They love the Lord. They you love know, Sierra Jesus. when he got her uh, a sanctified brother. <laughs> Did um, <you>? But doing, <laughs> but listen, listen, but during quarantine, they had a date night and they decided to create their own fragrance. Mm, um, so right. it is a couple's fragrance called R and C, not to be mistaken with R N C, the Republican uh, National Convention, but it is R and C. Um, and they have one, what they're calling a, a more feminine scent and a more masculine scent. And they claimed that it was a creative dream for both of them. But I really believe this was Sierra and, and Russell was the eye baby, whatever you all do. Right. <laughs> but um, it is housed in the first of its. I don't know if you saw the bottle, but it's like this intertwining bottle with two different um, like head openings. So mm-hmm. on one end, you can. So this is literally uh, a perfume scent that you have to share because the bottle okay. is intertwined. So on one end comes out the more, you know, the more masculine scent and the other end comes out the more feminine scent. Okay. Um, and it's uh, interlocking. Well, say it's, it's a magnetic system, so they may come apart. I don't know. But that's how it come together. But as for the smells, um, Russell's side of the scent, um, it is, he says that it is effortlessly sexy mm. with an iconic refined freshness. And it contains notes of bergamot, um, ambroxan, I'm mispronouncing all these things, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and black tea middle notes of lavender pear and water lily and base notes of um, patchouli musk and um bet vidver yeah well, all right. with all my degrees i don't know what any of that is <laughs> so all those smells okay and, and on sierra side um it is a classic oriental floral scent mm. with a sensual Floor. and sultry twist um she said it captures a woman's feminine complexity with a contrast of classic and a modern twist and that one has notes of red berries um freesia pink peppercorn um middle notes of jasmine peony 
peony and gardenia with base notes of musk, sandalwood, and vanilla. That's a whole lot yeah. of stuff that I don't know. A whole lot but, of stuff. <laughs> a whole lot of stuff I don't know. But all that's up in there, and it's supposed to smell good. You can get it retails for about 90 bucks on their website. And before y'all get to complaining about 90 bucks being expensive, that's how much a quality perfume or cologne is going to cost anyway. Mm-hmm. This so ain't if, the raw stuff. Right. This ain't the raw <laughs> <laughs> Thank the Ross. They're gonna be twenty. This ain't perfume mania. Uh, <laughs> this is the real deal. And you're getting um two different scents, right? So I think you gotta look at it from. So if you look at it from that standpoint, you and your partner can get um cologne and perfume or whatever you want to call it for forty five dollars a pop. So look at it that way. But check them out. Even though they were not on the um, GXR's top ten black things, you know, add that to your list too on some Black Friday stuff. Right. Um, earlier this year, bro, you know, we lost oh our God. dear brother Chadwick Boseman. Um, and one of the more immediate things that everybody would begin to talk about was like, what's going to happen with Black Panther two? Because you know, mm-hmm. it it had already got greenlit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marvel put out a statement and said that um, it is it is unclear how Black Panther two will address the actions of um, of of you know Bozeman. However, um, they're taking their time because production starts in 2021. They're not rushing the story. Uh-huh. They're taking their time trying to figure out. So that is a, a big sigh of relief for all Definitely. of us Definitely. because that means that they're really going to be intentional about one, doing the movie, but also recognizing um, that you really can't go on without the Black Panther. Right, so they're going right. to have to get creative in what happens. Now, for all my comic book fans, they immediately said that his, I forget the sister's name in the movie. Shuri. Yeah, sure. Shuri. Like, mm-hmm. she became the Black Panther. Yep. So the, I think that's books. more of the natural way to go, if mm-hmm. anything, because Black Panther actually died in the original movie and then came back. So I think, if anything, they're trying to figure out what do they do with that? You know what I'm right. saying? I think that's going to be the hardest part of the transition. But they right. said they're not using CGI. So I don't I don't know. But I think right. everybody's going to be ready in 2022, 2023 um, when it's finally out there. Um, yes. In some form of black excellence, but it made it to the billboard, Victor Glover, he will All be right. the first black astronaut to live on um, the International Space Station. Victor Glover made history this past Sunday when he boarded um, the SpaceX crew Dragon capsule named Mm -hmm. Resilience and rocketed up to the International Space Station, becoming the first black astronaut to serve as a crew member at that station. Bless up to you, brother. Shout out to you doing black things. I mean, black people are everywhere. Y'all try to get rid of us, but we are literally in outer space. Right. The man of God said, you know what? <laughs> it's ghetto down here. <laughs> it's ghetto down here. You, If you need, send me out, go send me. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. He said it's ghetto down here. Listen, he didn't just, he just leave life. the country. Man of God left the planet. <laughs> the planet. <laughs> man of God said, send me to the moon. <laughs> Any place but here. Any place but here. Oh, man. So, yeah, Victor Glover, keep doing your thing. Um, speaking of iconic people, we talked about last week how we the tragic loss of um Alex Trebek. Mm. Um, and of course, just like with Black Panther, we try to figure out what's going to happen and yeah. who's going to be the replacement. And um, Brian, you told me about a guy who's going. They've been saying what, what was the, what's the other person they've been touting the name? The white man. Yeah. Uh, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. He was like one of the longest running winners or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, but anyway, there's been a petition, okay, uh-huh. for uh, one of our kings, one of our heroes in the black community, yeah. LeVar Burton. Oh, yeah. Butterflies you know, in the sky. Take a look it's in the book. book. It's reading Rainbow. 
Sorry, I was flat. Reading Rainbow, <laughs> I can do anything. Yeah, that right there. That's Lavar right. Burton. We all know him. We love him. We love him. Um, he was in he's, Roots. He's just he's just great. Can we can we can we give a good shout out to how the how underrated he is as far as the impact on blackness that he has? Oh yeah, absolutely. We can definitely pause for the cause for that. Right. And think about this in slavery, like we couldn't read. Mm-hmm. And here there's this black man teaching all kids all across America to read. Yes. And making them love books and talking about the importance of reading and books. Love books. But don't take my word for it. Don't Listen, take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but LeVar Burton, there has been a petition for him to become the next um, host of Jeopardy. And he actually tweeted maybe, I think, weeks before Trebek passed away and was saying that he feels like he had been training all of his life to be the next host of Jeopardy and that whenever, you know, Trebek retired because he hadn't passed yet, that he would have loved the job. So I actually think it will be a dope, a dope look. Oh, yeah. And, um, it was brought to my attention, bro, that in a interview, one of Trebek's most recent interviews, he said that whoever replaces him should be either a person of color or a woman. He said mm. that he hosted it for so long that he feels like the next person should not look like him. So while the Jennings guy may be great and whatever, I think LeVar Burton would be absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I mean, and yeah. just another black man. Just, I mean, get that man his flowers too. While he's please, alive. please, definitely. I think it's, you know, where do I sign? That's what I don't know. Where listen, do I sign? I, listen, listen, we're going to find a petition. We're going to put that in the description box too. If I can find <laughs> it, we're going to put it there. Everybody sign it. Let's get a little of our burden. Um, let me see. Where do I want to go next? Is this these last three? Okay. Trying to figure out how I want to, how I want to give them to the people, man. You know, I'm going to save this last one for last because I, it ain't a greater conversation. I got some things I need to say about, All right. okay. about the last <laughs> one. So uh, on a more jovial note, if you're listening to this now, this is Thursday. So tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. Meg the Stallion Meg's pops um, a new album. And it's 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 her first album. And, I'm, you know, it's so weird how these artists categorize first album. Because they be having EPs and mixtapes and all kind of stuff that be on Apple Music. And you already be having like 9,000 songs of theirs that all of a sudden be like, oh, but it's my first album. So, Brian, do you know the difference between, like, I guess, what constitutes this, like, being a first album versus, because, like, Chance did that with his last record, but, like, yeah, the Coloring I, Books was, a Coloring Book was technically a mixtape, but that thing had, like, 12 songs on it. Yeah, and I think, the, uh, I think the difference is, like, the sampling and all that kind of stuff. Like, with mixtapes, you don't have to, you don't have to get, like, certain clearances and sample for samples okay. and stuff like that. Um, so... And and that's the weird thing I kind of don't like about the current music is like they put out so many mixtapes you don't know, like her just came out with uh, her first album but she had all those like mixtapes mm-hmm. and it's like ugh. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I mean either way I'm looking forward to it because Megan, um, lover or hater, she's a like she's not just a great female rapper she's she can an rap. amazing rapper. She can rap. Um, so and I I think I saw the track list. The only song that most of us are familiar with is the Savage Remix. And oh, yeah, she put oh, that on just, there. Oh, that's yeah. for numbers. That's for numbers. Yeah, that's for numbers. That's on there. And yeah. then she got a that I think her the latest song, I got a stank uh walk. And uh, I think whatever I have it, I'm not as familiar with that song, uh, other than the viral 
Instagram and TikToks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think that's on there. But everything else needs new. She got City Girls on that joint. I think I saw Sizzle featured on there. Ooh. Um, so yeah, and, and hopefully my boy Juicy J did some productions because she works with him a lot. That's so good. I think it's gonna be super, super dope. Excited to hear that. Definitely gonna be listening. If I'm up at midnight. I'll, I'll check out a few. I've, I've, you know, I've been doing that recently, bro. At midnight, with stuff been dropping. If I'm up, mm-hmm. I've been checking out albums. So we'll definitely circle back and let y'all know how that all sounded. Um, staying in the vein of music, we're gonna end this thing with all music stuff. Okay. Versus, we got another one coming back. We they do. back. They coming up high eight after Auntie Cella. Mm-hmm. They coming back and they coming back with a good one. They got um Jeezy and Gucci Mane. Uh huh. Trap. Who you got? Uh, truth be told, brother, y'all know okay. I don't listen to the trap music. I know you, uh, you like I, the gangster rap. I do like the. It's, it's a different. It's, it's in the same. You like the gangster the ghetto. And, the, and the social justice rap. <laughs> the two, two different, mm-hmm. two different sides of the other spectrum. Picket fences and ball <laughs> and and jail bars. <laughs> um, I don't. I can't really say I know any Gucci Mane songs. Like for real, for real. Like, I know a couple, but I don't know, like, a good catalog unless it's Jeezy songs. Not Jeezy. Sorry, Gucci songs. I'm sorry. I live in Atlanta, but I don't really... I know Jeezy songs. I don't know too many Gucci songs. Don't look at me uh, like that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so, this... I, I don't really have a dog in the fight. What I will say is that I like... Jeezy got hits. Gucci got hits. If I had to pick, I'm going to say Gucci mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. Um, he's on every workout playlist that I've created and I have a ton of because <laughs> I work out a lot and I think I like I just and maybe because his style of rap is more of the old especially old Gucci it's more of like the old school southern rap so mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of Memphis music okay. so I kind of gravitate to it because of that um, so I like Gucci's music more mm-hmm. um, I would probably argue that Jeezy's the better rapper Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm gonna pick a winner, because like, and that's the thing, versus isn't about all of that. It's about oh, hits. No. So yeah, if I'm think, so I'm doing hits for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going Gucci now. While I think they, I think they both have more than 20 songs that they can play because they both got mixtapes and stuff too. Oh yeah. We talk about hits though. I don't know 20 Gucci or Jeezy hits, and I'm a I'm a low key Gucci fan. I don't know, and I'm looking at the play at at uh, Gucci's like essentials. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of these songs, but I'm sure I know them. But off of a just title alone, I don't know them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go listen to them. Um, but let me see what Jeezy got. Um, I, I mean, know Jeezy more Jeezy songs. He got, and then what? Like, and that's the thing. I know I know more of Gucci's deep cuts. Like I said, but like Slumber Party of one of his mixtapes is my joint, and people may not know because that joint he got old Nicki on that one, like mm-hmm. mixtape. Now I'm talking about before Monster, like for real mixtape Nicki. Mm-hmm. So he like. I, you know, he got some good stuff, but uh, I, I mean, I know, I know Jeezy stuff. I just, I'm going to watch it. Well, and I think uh, this sounds <laughs> weird, but I think Jeezy is a little more mainstream. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He absolutely Gucci. is. Yeah. Gucci is definitely more Southern hood classics, mm-hmm. which is why I think I've always said, I think I've said this to you. I would love, I would have loved to see Gucci versus Yo Gotti. Oh, I think that would have been a more appropriate matchup because while they both are like mainstream now mm-hmm. their startup was very, like gucci was very atlanta Gotti oh, yeah. was like very memphis and they're mm-hmm. now i mean gucci a little bit more um has a little bit more history mainstream than Gotti, but both of them are in that space where they kind of rose to the top whereas jeezy started off as like the traps 
you know, whatever. He mm-hmm. kind of went to his first album. Took oh, yeah. Him to stardom. Um, yeah. Mainstream of straight. straight uh, yeah, he, like, I didn't seem like there was like a bubble. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far mm-hmm. as you know, somebody like bubbles up and like, yeah, then they have an underground following. Then they maybe yeah. I just didn't see it, but it just seemed like he was just straight to. Like yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Jay-Z's like yeah, when when I found out about Jeezy, he was like on the map. When I started listening to Gucci and Gotti, it's because I was a fan and followed their stuff from, you know, just being in the South and local music and all the different kind of stuff. But right. let's be on the lookout for that. It's going to be dope. Um, they coming back. So hopefully, like Auntie Chella and Brandon Monica, all the other ones like top tier. And I right. think this one is going to be good. But I'm just again, I don't know where they're gonna go, but. You know, I got faith in Timberland and Swiss Beats to take because I, I feel like another another lockdown is coming. So we're gonna need the entertainment. Right. Just don't go white, please. Oh no, no, no. This keep is it, for the culture. Keep it black. Please this is for us. don't go white. This is don't, for us. Don't gentrify this, please. Please don't do that. And and I appreciate all the white people have done for music, but I don't I want do. it. We don't I, I don't, we don't want, want this. Not even JT, not even Bruno Mars. I don't not want even it. what's the other we don't want even not even John B. Nope, we don't want John, <laughs> John B got one song anyway. Um, not even Robin Thick. Mm-mm. None of them. Bobby Caldwell. None of them. Michael Madonna. None of them. None of them. The Beatles. None Mm-mm. of them. Madonna. No the only that. person that might, and this won't happen because she dead, is um, Tina Marie. Tina Marie. Oh, that's the only one. Who's that? Listen to the latest. <laughs> she, has, right. she has cuts, though. Oh, no, she got cuts. But that's because she was sleeping with and doing lines of cocaine with, with Rick James. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, uh, oh, that's, well, not, I'm not going to say that. Uh, so, lastly, <laughs> lastly on the billboard is something that grinded my gears. What happened? So, I, you know, we got a group chat. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the podcast, you know we did the Brotherhood Joe. We talk about our group chat. So within that, one of our friends who will remain who will remain nameless, of which one, you know, mm-hmm. one Brian and I. Uh-uh. So that only leaves two more people, Chris mm-hmm. and Marcus. I let y'all decipher which one <clears throat> of the yes. heathens did this. <laughs> um, so he put in there a, a link to Luke Nasty has a song called um, "Make It Rain" or "Rain" mm-hmm. or something like that, and he samples Kirk Franklin's melodies from Heavy. Heaven. Mm. So now, anybody know familiar with you know I love music with Kurt Franklin. Oh, that's a good song too. And it's one, and it's a classic gospel song. So Melody I'm even sure Lauren likes melodies from heaven. She don't like oh. Kurt Franklin. Okay. <laughs> anybody likes melodies from heaven? It's even the folks that don't love Jesus love <laughs> melodies from heaven. Listen, I mean, and Kirk is one of those guys, right? He got like you may not like <clears throat> him and all of his music, but he got them crossover kind of. Oh cultural, yeah, he makes good music. Yeah, just great hits. But anyway, if you know the song, you know it goes rain down on me, let 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 it rain fall on me, let 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 it fall on me, right. Um, so that's the thing. So this guy make pretty much makes a song about making it rain in the clubs, a booty, make it thing, clap, you know, strip club mm. anthem type song. And, you know, when I heard it, I was like, yeah, no. Um, no, and I hate to be the super deep dude, but for me, it is something about taking the, it is something about taking the sacred and making it profane. Mm-hmm. That is a, a line that just does not need to be crossed. So I'm okay no. with taking the sacred and making it secular. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, we got more hip hop, um, rap, or whatever type of artist that may sample a song. But right. in, in, in most cases, they take the, the gospel sample or the Christian music sample and they write another inspirational type song, a social justice type song, or 
even if the song quote unquote isn't clean, right. they're using lyrics that fit the context of the sample. Yep. This right here is way out of context. Way. Um, I don't think it sounds good. I don't like it personally. And I'm not going to judge anybody who does or who doesn't, mm -mm. but I don't necessarily like what he's doing, how he did it, and the ways in which he took like this super classic, super classic um, gospel song and, re and really trying to give us a strip club anthem, bro. Yeah, no thank you. No thank I, you. No thank you. No, I, who, like, imagine being in a strip club. Imagine being in Magic City. Yeah. And then and then you in there just throwing dollars. Bro, and, and that's you, the thing. I'm I'm tapping out. Like, like I'm, no thank I'm, you. I'm, no thank you. Do not want it. I'm putting that church finger up and I'm walking out of the door. <laughs> out of the door. Me and all of my bands that posted make her dance. Uh, <laughs> um, so that has been a lengthy billboard, but we had to give y'all something because we're not gonna be here right. next week. Right. We're gonna miss y'all. We're gonna miss y'all. I'm missing y'all already. Already. Dang. But I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna be eating this turkey and eat these potato pies that my grandma finna make. Mm. Um, but bro, you ready to get into the conversation? I'm ready. Let's go on to the living room. All right, right. So let's do grab your apple cider, your cranberry sauce out of the can. Um, or whatever, <laughs> whatever you need to do. Get you a seat, pull up your tray table, and let's head to the living room. Yes. All right, y'all. We are here in the living room for our special Thanksgiving edition. Um, bro, Thanksgiving. Yes. I, this is this is like your favorite holiday. It is my favorite. You now you like Christmas? Mm -hmm. I love all things Thanksgiving. Okay, what's up to love Thanksgiving? Why? Um, well, it's it, the, the, <laughs> the 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 giving of thanks. Like it's like if you think about like the whole year. Think about 2020, and yeah. we kind of talked about it earlier in the um, in the intro, um, like all the things that we're thankful for. Even though we tell God thank you every single day and every morning when we wake up, and you, if you don't, you should uh, just show like, you know, some gratitude uh, for all the things that you that have God has done in your life, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But Thanksgiving is like the day um, where you know everyone comes together. And collectively gives thanks for all the things that, you know, God has done for them, but then also the things for other people, too. Uh, it's just a great day of, like, family and fun and fellowship and food. Like, it's the one day where you can really just go out there and act a fool, eat whatever you want, and yeah. then don't feel bad about yourself. No, no, no. I, I with you. It is the day that I think everybody forgets that gluttony is a sin. Um, Listen, God, just, thank you. We just eat. God, I thank you. I thank you. And and and, you. and for black, you know, and that's the thing. I think black folk we have, we just do Thanksgiving our own way. Oh yeah. Um, because if you look at some of our Caucasian brothers and sisters, they have their turkey stuffing inside. Mm. Don't don't put no bread inside my turkey. No, thank you. I we eat dressing. Dressing. It's a side, it's, it's a dish. side dish. Even if it got meat in it, because you're gonna put some meat in it. Oh yeah, some uh, some some uh, gizzards and what do y'all put it, put in? So uh, so 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 what my mom and what mm -hmm. I've carried over as tradition because we cook a turkey, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. usually put chicken uh -huh. in the dressing and make okay. a chicken dressing. So so that way you got a little bit of you know couple of different meats and stuff, you know different flavors and stuff oh, yeah, going yeah. on. My mom um, yeah, it's, great dressing. Yeah, it's 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 a side. You get your giblet gravy on the side. Oh yeah, but you know 
you know, a more traditional Thanksgiving, as they would say, would be a turkey with stuffing and green bean oh, casserole and, 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 candy and, and sweet potato casserole and mashed potatoes and, and rolls. No. No, thank you. And homemade cranberry sauce. Yeah, and homemade cranberry <laughs> sauce from the real cranberry. Look, look, look like uh, bubbly jelly. I don't want that. Look None like jam. Things. None of those things. <laughs> None of those things. We eat a either smoked barbecue, Cajun deep fried Ooh. turkey. Yes. Depending on your family, there may also be a whole ham. A whole country there may and, also, and, a, uh, and a city ham. And a city ham. There may also be a whole pack of chicken. Because mm-hmm. somebody don't eat turkey or ham, so right. you gotta cook chicken. <laughs> um, there could be hog balls or and or chitterlings. Uh huh. Okay, and that, those that are true. Ju- and those are just your meats. Mm-hmm. Ju- just the <laughs> meats. And, and even the country, country. Um, somebody might bring some venison up in there. Oh yeah, or or or, or some coon, some coon <laughs> on the side. Right. That, those that's are just, just meats. That's just your meats. Okay. <laughs> Then again, we don't do no stuffing. We got no a stuffing. dressing. Dressing. Then we got a macaroni. Ooh, and it, macaroni. Macaroni. To me, it's the star. It's, it's, the, star. it's the star. It's the star. But if you're in my family, see, my dad doesn't like macaroni. So oh. there is spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> because my mama said, we get a pasta, you get a pasta. Everybody gets a pasta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are greens. Mm hmm. Pick your choice. Well, I don't know if you like collards, you like turnips, you like mustard, you like I, a little mix. I mix them. I mix Me the too. greens. And what kind of meat do you put in it, though? So typically, mm-hmm. I do smoked turkey. A smoked turkey. But because mm-hmm. I like, I just said like my variety. So I got my turkey, I got my chicken in my dressing. I'm putting some neck bones in them greens. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we going swine on the greens. That's another meat then. That's another meat, but it's a side meat. But you can take it out and eat it on its own if you want to. Mm, okay. okay. Some people will do green beans. We don't do no green bean casserole right here. No they just green beans with potatoes in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, a, and, and another, and another and side meat. meat. <laughs> Either bacon or what? Bacon some type of or meat. some fat back or some Something. more turkey necks or some yeah, more meat turkey. Meat is almost everything. Meat, listen. <laughs> listen. We go, and we're going to cook them. We're going to cook them vegetables to all the nutritional value. They're going to be dark green. <laughs> Them greens cook overnight. Them greens go <laughs> listen, and you know greens really don't take about an hour so cook, but we're gonna let them things simmer. Them things gonna simmer. Ooh, they gonna simmer and be good. Ooh. So that's yeah. am I missing a vegetable? It's really just greens and green beans. Greens the only thing and I really, green beans, real as far as like vegetables. Like I think, well, I think my my father in law makes like a broccoli casserole, but it's not like it's not it's. It's a vegetable that's more like a mm-hmm. casserole, cheesy. Yeah, type. no, no, I hear you. But I'm trying so, to think of what other veggie. I don't yeah, know. That's really it. We All heavy right, on the meat. Then we go <laughs> back to some more starches. You got yams. Uh-huh. Now, now I ain't never had no I ain't never had no white potatoes at Thanksgiving. Me neither. Yeah, no, I ain't I never had no mashed potatoes. White potatoes don't belong at, at Thanksgiving. Why 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 do you why do you put potatoes in gravy? Now, if you do that, that's your business. But that ain't never been on my Thanksgiving plate. Okay. No, no, thank you. It's really just no. candy yams or sweet potatoes. You could do that. And then, although dressing is primarily cornbread, there may uh-huh. still be a skin of the cornbread. Oh, yeah. And some, some, around. Like, and some rolls. And probably some Hawaiian rolls that we just slapped a bunch of butter on and put uh-huh. them in the oven. 
and you munch on them Hawaiian rolls until the rest of dinner is ready because ain't uh -huh. nothing done. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing done. And then you go to your more cold stuff. You might have some your oh, devil yeah. eggs uh -huh. and your potato salad. Appetizers. And your appetizers. But it's going to go on your main plate. It's oh, going to yeah. be a scoop of it on your main plate. Oh, yeah. It's a bit scoop of it. Now, my mama will get fancy and make a pasta salad, but that's really as an appetizer. She do that to kind of keep us out the kitchen. Because <laughs> I will tear that pasta salad up until. And then, mm -hmm. one of the stars of Thanksgiving for me uh -huh. is that ocean spray jelly shimmying oh, yeah. its way out oh, of the yeah. can oh, yeah. and being politely placed on the plate with the ridges to show us where to cut. Where to cut? <laughs> where to cut? Like who wants any type of cranberry sauce? Who wants who wants fancy homemade cranberry sauce? I I don't like and it, and it's stupid and like to me I don't know about you but I put this is how I do it though. Okay. I I cut the cranberry sauce up and I put the cranberry sauce on top of my dressing. Oh yeah, it go on your dressing. It goes on the dressing. But like, this I, is what you wanna know what I do. What'd you do? So before I do that, I take one slice and put it. Do that what you did. Now I take mm -hmm. another slice and I eat that thing whole just. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend like a slice of candy. <laughs> it's, it's so, I love it. It is Remember so good. good. My mama always buys like two cans. I oh, go yeah. through, I cut like three ridges, and that's oh, there's one on my plate. Um, yeah, a, a cranberry sauce is like it's out of the can, jelly. Yes. Like jelly. we don't need I don't need not one cranberry up in there. Mm-mm. I, it ain't even got to be made from real cranberries. I don't know no. what it's made out of. It can be cranberry flavor. It can, it, it can be straight concentrate and petroleum jelly. Whatever it is, it's, it's delicious. Good. And I didn't made it to 31 years of life eating it every year. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have survived. Now, in terms of desserts, you could have mm -hmm. sweet. We don't do pumpkin pie around here. We don't. Shout we out don't. to Kev on stage who says he Kev likes pumpkin pie. That's because no, he grew up you. in Tacoma, Washington, and New Mexico. That's right. That's that stuff. We don't want none of that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And you from California, you like sweet potato pie. I love sweet potato pie. Love, okay. love, love. Like my wife, shout out to Lauren, makes the best sweet potato pie. Um, I've had some people, what people have said before that their sweet potato pie was good. I was um, I was just about to mention that. And it was nasty. Yeah, that they sold for a bake sale. It had cracks all <laughs> in it, it was dry. <laughs> Crushing up like cornbread. I don't want it. I don't want that. But my my, my grandmother, great. my grandmother makes an amazing sweet potato pie, and I tr and I I have uh, I won't say mastered, but mm. I have gotten to a really great place of replicating her pie. She gave me a recipe. The mm -hmm. hard thing about it is that my grandma's ninety four. Mm -hmm. And thank God she's lived this long. Thank God she still is in her right mind, you know, has mm -hmm. her memory and everything like that. So she's able to share recipes with me. That's mm -hmm. another thing. Like, while I love her and I believe in longevity and I, and I believe she got some more years here with us, I also understand we are in her glory in latter years. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to get all these recipes and stuff out of her. Said that to be said. She cooked from the ancestors for real, Doc. Mm. Because uh, I asked when she was giving recipe, she was like, I need you to put one fourth of a half a teaspoon. Of, I was like, Grandma, <laughs> what? How do you measure? I'm, Reverend, I don't even think Einstein can figure it out. <laughs> but but, but it's because she literally doesn't, 
She don't measure no more. She just mm-hmm. started putting stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you you a baker, Brian. You know, oh, yeah. baking is a is a science. You got to oh, get yeah. that stuff right. It has um, to be right. But she knows the exact amount of whatever pinch and whatever she's sprinkling and whatever she's doing. But anyway, sweet potato pie is like for me number one on Thanksgiving dessert list. Um, in terms of cake, what you got? Uh, red velvet, red velvet pound cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, my aunt, uh, Aunt Linda, well, aunt in law, but I call her my aunt. Um, she makes me, well, usually when I go, uh, a carrot cake every year. I like carrot cake. It is okay. But, it's uh, okay. I mean, but yeah, there are different types of cake. Coconut. I'm not a big coconut cake guy, but I know it's the German chocolate. See, black people, we don't make chocolate cakes. Yeah. We make German, and ain't a lick of German in us. We make a German <laughs> chocolate cake. We'll give you a strawberry cake in the middle of the winter. <laughs> black, I think black people like cake. Black I think people like nice. cake. I think we like, we like cake. cake. Lemon meringue pie. Oh yeah. I, I think I think to me the crazy thing it's for it's funny and what's sad is we have a lot of meats. We have a lot of desserts. A lot like of desserts. A little bit of vegetables. And a few sides. <laughs> nope. One vegetable and heavy starch. <laughs> uh, and all them desserts. All like, them desserts. The desserts are the dope thing is like. With black folk, you can have any like a banana pudding. You can oh, have yeah, like, and banana, I don't eat banana pudding, but I know it's a staple. My mom makes peach cobbler, and that's not even like really a winter, <laughs> a winter thing. Um, but I, yeah. my mother in law uh, just asked me to make her peach cobbler for Thanksgiving, and I'm just like, all the cooking I'm about to do, I don't know, but I might because she's been asking for a while, so I might just <laughs> make her one. Cheesecake is always in order, yep. A cheesecake, yep. A cheesecake, like it's it just, and my mom is not a huge baker, my grandmother is, so most Thanksgiving, my mom would do the cooking, my grandmother would bring the pies and stuff. And my mom would like, she did make a cheesecake a couple of years and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But it's really, we're naming off random desserts, but that's really how random black folk Thanksgiving mm-hmm. tables are. Like you could see a number of those things. You can, if you go to the right family house, you can see all of those things. Oh yeah. <laughs> all, of those things. all of those, all of those pies and cakes. And then you get to the drinks. We going to have an array of Pepsi or Coke products. Choose your, choose your poison. Whatever mm-hmm. you like, we gonna have some Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, you grew up in my house. You gonna have some. You gonna have some sweet tea with lemon flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are gonna have plenty of water and stuff. Like you know, so we just we gonna eat and we gonna eat on that until that turkey is gone. Cause oh, my yeah. mom notoriously said I ain't cooking. No, until it's gone, which means we ate Thanksgiving dinner Thursday. Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. and Sunday. My mom gonna cook again to Monday. Oh yeah, cause you don't uh, and Saints. We don't eat Thanksgiving food for a whole week. Mm-mm. You eat it like a couple of days after, maybe the weekend. We're going to eat it all the way through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, it's time at to At that start. point, we, but, but I don't even think because it's bad. I think we just, how much turkey and dressing can I eat? Right. Ham sandwiches, <laughs> oh. um, macaroni cheese, every and I don't think you need to eat. And I think the thing we, we don't realize is, like, we're eating Thanksgiving for like five days straight. <laughs> <laughs> and this that's the, and that is so many car- that's, and we that's heavy food heavy. even if you cook it like you don't use no pork you use minimal salt those are very like um rich and delectable dishes and you oh, yeah. just like you eat that much that much dressing like that's a lot oh i a lot it's, and i'm th- I, i'm thinking about it right now like we you we we eat like heavy like for five days mm-hmm no, absolutely. Like super, super heavy um, for all for all those times. But let me ask you this. Okay. 
growing up, what time did you eat compared to what time you were supposed to eat? <sighs> and th- I think this might be where CP time came in. Okay. <laughs> uh, cook and preparation time. Like, you know, I think we were supposed to usually cook or eat by like two o'clock. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right for most people when we're supposed to eat. Usually the invite is for two. We don't normally eat until about five or six. <laughs> and, you know, we be fasting. We be fasting because we don't want to, you know. Oh, yeah, because you don't, you don't want no breakfast and stuff. You be like, I need my belly clear. Right. <laughs> this ain't really to get close to God. No. This is because I want to be empty. <laughs> I want four plates. Like, that's that. Um, yeah, so I'll say usually 2 o'clock is what time we're supposed to be. The invite is. And then we don't really eat in, until we bless the food around 6. See, you, and you know what's crazy? Because it's similar. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't think we ever ate that late at 6, but it would be 2, and we're not eating until like 4 or 4.30. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you know what time. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We did all that cooking Wednesday night. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing about black folk. Oh, yeah. A lot of like, that's the other thing between black and white families. They wake up early Thanksgiving morning and get to cooking. We start cooking by 7 p.m. Wednesday. Listen. And still don't be done. <laughs> No, to and, four o'clock the next day, and it might even be before that because meat is marinating, um, all that stuff. You you peeling them greens? It's like I because it, but the thing about it, bro, as much as like I cook, mm-hmm. and as much prep as I do, it's like as a kid, I always be like, what else is there? But my mama be in there still cooking. I'm be cooking. like, what are you cooking? <laughs> Everything should already be like ready. Like you know what I'm saying? Like what are you? Now I did know. Like growing up, the church I went to, my pastor would have a, a Thanksgiving service on Thanksgiving morning. Oh yeah, we did um, go to church. We t- we to church. But but here's the thing: he was very um, intentional about only having us there for an hour and a half. We'd be there from like started at ten, and we would be out at eleven thirty. So it was we couldn't blame it on church because we mm-hmm. weren't there long, and we and we lived about my childhood home about ten minutes from my church. So, like, you know, it wasn't like it took us. And we would stick around and fellowship a little bit. So we would get home. Church would be like 11.30. We would get home about 12.15. So you would think, go in the house, warm up everything, you know, maybe cook the cornbread fresh, you know, warm up the rolls or something like that. Start boiling your tea. Mm-hmm. Bruh, I don't know what be happening. <laughs> but it'd be another hour and then right. another hour and another hour. And before you know it, it's four o'clock. Everybody got attitude. <laughs> nobody want to say what they're thankful for. <laughs> we just want to eat. Yeah, maybe it's just not enough, like, oven space. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to give us the benefit of that. I mean, because no we reason. do be having 15 dishes. Yeah. There's uh, only so many things that can get warmed up at a time. Right. And that could be it, a thing, too. Yeah, because let me see, uh, the yams or sweet potatoes, they usually are in the oven. Mm-hmm. Macaroni's in the oven at some portion of the time. The dressing's in the oven. The dressing's in the oven. Depending the on how you cook your oven. turkey, it could be in the oven. Because I'm going to smoke mine this year, so it ain't going to be in the mm-hmm. oven. But it got to get warmed up because I'm right. going to smoke it Wednesday night. Yeah, my father-in-law, he puts his turkey, I think he puts it on like on the grill, not on the grill, on the grill, but he smokes it. Mm, that's what I'm doing, yeah. Just like to stay in a safe space in the mm-hmm. oven. But um, like I said, when you warm it up though to serve, you right. gotta heat it back up in the oven. You got right. you gotta um and I know in the, in depending on how if you live in like in a tight-knit neighborhood or family, you may take your some other foods to somebody else's house to put it in their oven. Mm-hmm. Uh and they say you bring that to me 
when you come over. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. We just, just one year. I want to eat on time. Just one, one year. year. We go, we we gonna break the generational curse with us. We gonna do it. I will say, because my wife and I, and we can get into this now. Mm-hmm. Um, think about what Thanksgiving looks like for us now versus as kids. Um, we used to try like historically we have traveled for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we would, you know, swap. Well, in the beginning of our marriage, we used to do like my family Thanksgiving, her family Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the next year we would do the opposite. Her family Thanksgiving, my family, you know, to kind of give each side. Oh yeah. You, you know, one of the major holidays, but as right. we started having, well, I ain't gonna say started having, um, mm-hmm. as we, after we had Jaden and things like that, we was like, it's, I think it's time for us to kind of start our own specifically right. Christmas tradition. Oh yeah. Um, so Thanksgiving was the one where we said, you know, we're going to get this to the family. So mm-hmm. that was the one we did. One year, my family, one year hers. Now the beautiful thing about it is that Asha's uh, maternal side of the family is in Forest City, Arkansas, which is mm-hmm. only about a 45, 50 minute drive from Memphis. That's so good. even, even when we did switch, I was able to see my, like, we usually saw them the day after, but we uh-huh. would usually get to see family. And then the same thing, we would spend most of the actual holiday with my family, or my side of the family, rather, because right. uh, it's her family, too. Um, we would go over to Forest City the next day or something like that to kind of hang out with them and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so that is pretty much how we spend. But this year, my parents, um, and it's, we're, we're not, so everybody, y'all hush your mouths. We ain't hosting no 90 people. It's really just my mom and dad mm-hmm. <laughs> and my grandma. Like, they're, they're coming to Atlanta, and we're just going to do just us in the house. A responsible um, uh, Thanksgiving. A responsible, right? Because it's, it's going to be us four with an additional mm-hmm. three people. And right. everybody's negative, all that different kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a responsible Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. we're going to do Because I already told my friends, like, I love y'all, but. Y'all can't come over because it's just gonna be too much. It's gonna be too much going on. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. How how do y'all how do y'all typically do Thanksgiving? Okay, so we it's okay. So it's weird. All right. So Christmas is always with my in laws, my wife's family. Mm-hmm. Well, not my. I don't like saying my wife's family, but with I get you. Yeah. With the Roberts family, um, because growing up, Christmas wasn't really the the big the big thing. But to Lauren's family, to Lauren, Christmas is like the thing. Um, so. We when we got married, we agreed that thanks not things, but Christmas will be that uh in in, in Virginia every year. Mm-hmm. Um Thanksgiving is kind of like it just depends, right? Um as a kid, we kind of did Thanksgiving as immediate family. We never really did big Thanksgivings, so it's always just immediate family. We may go to an aunt or uncle's house, you know, here and there, uh, but it was never really like a big Thanksgiving. Okay. Um and even now as adults, we don't really have like big Thanksgiving, like for this Thanksgiving, you know, it's going to be just my mom and us. Okay. Uh, but my wife's family, they do the biggest Thanksgiving in the history of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I literally, like the first, mind you, me and Lauren started dating, what year was it, 2007? Get it right, Reverend, get it right. We started dating 2006, but I want to say my first Thanksgiving may have been in 2007 okay so she's like oh you know we're gonna have thanksgiving you know my family blah 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 i'm like, I bet you know what i'm saying i grow up you know immediate family mm-hmm. maybe an aunt and uncle here and there we show up it's probably about 100 people in this house a <laughs> <laughs> hundred people in this house Jesus in God. one house like it was overwhelming like, there were mm-hmm. so many people in there mm-hmm. kids coming it was like that you know we walk in a house 
it was dope. It was like it was all black folks. Yeah. Uh, and I think it might have been a white person or two sprinkled in there. Um, but it was like dope, but it was just so many people. And they literally, it's called the, the person uh Thanksgiving. They literally every year like have one massive Thanksgiving celebration. Um and it'd be like a hundred people in one space. And my mind just black people, so it's loud black people, and then they start playing spades. And it oh, just gets out of hand, and the taboo gets broken out, and it's just you know it's it's a great black time, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of people, so it's uh it's dope. So it, it depends. We either go between like you know my immediate family, I may go to California sometimes, yeah, they may come here, or we go to Virginia and we do the big uh, person family uh, extravaganza. See, I envy that because mm-hmm. so my mom has two brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, three. She um like so she has a different father than her two younger brothers with her mom and mm-hmm. she, her dad. They have um she has a brother, so she has three brothers. But um as far as like the close knit of it all, it mm-hmm. was her two younger brothers. You know, then they who all grew up together. Let me say like that in the same house. Um, so of course that's only two other siblings. Mm-hmm. My dad only has one brother, but they were literally like 21, 22 years apart. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, um, and this name is going to be very country, but I'm going to say I'm my uncle's name. Lee Vernus. My dad. Lee Vernus. Lee Vernus. And <laughs> all right. my grandma was country, his is just Bonnie. Bonnie <laughs> was what we called him, Uncle Bonnie. Um, he never married and never had kids. Uh-huh. So my grandmother's only grandchildren are us. Okay. So, and then my mom's, my mom's mom passed away when my mom was 20. So, you know, oh, okay. she was never around and, and my mom didn't have like the tight relationship with her dad. Anyway, all that stuff considered, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving was mostly immediate family with my grandmother, uh, mm-hmm. my grandfather before he passed. And then my mom's baby brother, Verdell, okay. and his wife and their children. And we did that for years. Okay. And that was cool. Like it felt big because mm-hmm. Verdell had, let me see, four kids, technically two natural and like his two stepchildren okay um and then of course the three of us and of course my parents and my grandma and you know grandparents stuff like that so it was cool and it felt big ish mm-hmm. um until i got my first like real girlfriend in high school and i went mm-hmm. up her house like later that evening and kind of like they had about 90 some folk in their house everybody <laughs> and it was every, i mean everybody you know and, and i just and i used to envy that i was like man where are my cousins because my mom's family like they're just my extended all the other cuz they're just not we're just not super close like we love each other oh we're yeah. just not super close like that like bro i literally had a cousin second cousins but cousins lived on the same street as us and we never went over each other's house never talked i can believe i can now believe the street that. was long so we literally separated by a, a huge intersection they was on the other side mm-hmm. but bro literally a three-minute drive if we got in our car oh, um yeah. i said that to say we just Thanksgiving was not always huge, but Thanksgiving uh-huh. was always meaningful. Oh yeah. Uh, now Ash's family, when I went up there, we were dating in college. They had a really big mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving up in Minnesota the first year that I went up there. Oh, yeah. A lot of people at Ash's mama's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but then my uncle, you know, just speaking about my childhood specifically, my uncle got divorced, mm-hmm. so that started to look different. So my uncle started coming by himself, and maybe you know, um, 
we didn't see the stepchildren as much, but like, you know, uh, okay. <laughs> you know his, you know, the, his, his biological children, they would come over, but he would stay for a while because they had to go like with their mom, you know? So it wasn't, you know, it was like, mm -hmm. because they got divorced, you know, we couldn't see the cousins as much. So they had, they had to split time and things like right. that. So it's just like Thanksgiving just got interesting, but it started getting a little bit, I won't say better, but it started to fill out again because now me and both my sisters are married mm -hmm. and we all have children. Right. So like, you know, it's, it's, it is when, it's, and you know, my, I call my children to know my Josh and Jane are no limit soldiers. <laughs> uh, so when my no limit soldiers get together with, um, Rashonda has a two, excuse me, two year old and Jessica has a three year old. So like it gets loud. And then oh, Rashonda also has two teenagers and a preteen or a pre-teenager and a preteen. So like, well, they, they have that. So it's like a range of kids and then the, three of us and then our spouses so it's still not like huge mm -hmm. but like it's 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 about 12 13 of us that okay. be in the house you know among mm -hmm. all of us so like to me that feels and i one of the things that i want to you know just you know kind of transition the conversation a tad is that i want to be able to make sure my kids grow up in like that big loving family environment even if oh, it's yeah. just even if it is just us but as our families continue to grow Mm -hmm. um, because we're just only has one kid and she claims she done, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, right. But if she has another, that adds another baby to the mix and mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, as they get older, cause like my nephew is 14. Mm -hmm. So literally in like seven years, right. He'll be 21 and give him another year. He could be bringing some little girl over or, <laughs> you know, and then another few years possibly, maybe, you know what I'm saying? So it's really in another and even though a decade seems like a long time, but in another decade, there could literally be different family dynamics that's happening oh, yeah. that really shifts what our Thanksgiving and stuff looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, because of Rona, there could be that space where we invite friends over. And, right, right, you know, right. like if there was no Rona because y'all are in the city, y'all definitely would have an invitation to the house. Oh, yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And those are the kind of things where I'm saying big, it ain't necessarily gotta be blood, right. but that kind of big, Oh yeah. Thanksgiving holiday, you know, thing where it's love. And if there is arguing and fighting, it's usually over the last piece of turkey or mm -hmm. what TV gonna show the game. Cause my dad's a cowboy fan. And oh, yeah. you know, whether love or hate the cowboys, they play every major holiday. Every, you, and you watch you watch them every and you gonna watch it. And my dad's oh, gonna yeah. make sure that there is a not no baby tell a quality television <laughs> that is gonna <laughs> play that game. And we would get into our thing of like the kids will be a taboo and, mm -hmm. and you know, all oh, these yeah. other kind of things. So like it's really that time of just it's like we've talked about it all, I think, all year on the podcast. That that it, that is a huge, not even a pocket of joy. That is a well of joy. Oh yeah. Thanksgiving is. Oh, Thanksgiving. Because to me, I didn't even mention this earlier, but like think about just it's like a a transfer of wisdom mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I like people that. learned recipes during thanksgiving you oh know yeah what I, mean? like, I learned how to pick greens because my mama said i'm not doing this by myself right like it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's like one of those it's kind of like reminds me of like the elders you know even if they didn't cook they sitting in the kitchen telling you like uh-uh make sure you you do that. And then and, and think about this, like some of those elders may not be there the next year, but those, True. but those recipes are still going to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, those, that, that, that love is going to be there every year. Um, that flavor is going to be there every year. Um, and not only we, you know, and you know, 
not only we thanking God for like all the things he's done, but we're also thanking God for like our ancestors, our people that have, you know, have passed down these recipes, oh, you absolutely. know, from years. And, and it's not necessarily the recipe. It's like the love. It's the love in it. And it's the, the memory to it. It reminds me of almost Christmas. Oh, yeah. the, the mom that he kept trying to recreate the, that sweet oh, potato pie. Oh, yeah. And you could even tell by the end, it was less about having a really great pie oh, yeah. versus was the memory of what the pie meant and represented. Oh, yeah. Um, Cause I mean, even like I said about my grandmother, like while I believe God is gonna bless her with a, you know, a couple more years with her, I, I mm -hmm. realize she's 94. Right. Um. So I, that's why I'm trying to pull out, like you said, those recipes and things. Cause my grandmother, like in our house and our family, mm -hmm. ain't nobody even attempting sweet potato pie. Like right. grandma dearly bringing the sweet potato. <laughs> she's like, she gonna <laughs> fix the pie. And right. she might got three, four of them in her deep freezer now. That's just, you know, oh, that's you know <laughs> that elderly people roll. Mm -hmm. But like, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like you said, it is the transfer of wisdom. And like my grandmother aged out of the cooking, the big stuff, mm -hmm. but the desserts was her domain. Right, right, right. And, you know, and she was like, she was ex she wasn't expecting no other desserts. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know my space and I'm right. on this space. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're right. It is the transfer of wisdom. Yeah, it, is the, and it is the, and it is the, it is just a celebration of blackness and black oh, yeah. excellence. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. just the, I think we talk about even with the food, just the way we do it. Oh yeah, it's it's a thing. It's it's it ain't on time, but it ain't on time. But it's excellent. But it's on time. It's like it's like the Lord. Oh, you may not eat when you want to, but it's right on time. <laughs> and it's delicious. And it's, it's <laughs> worth the wait. See that the Lord Ooh, that that turkey is good. It is good. It that is turkey good. had to die so that we could live. Ha sha! Glory to God. Yes, but yeah, Lord. man, like, you know, and I've never really thought about it like that. It is this like conglomerate of just mm -hmm. black beautifulness. Oh, yeah. Um, in black family. Like you said, like who who is putting a 15 item menu together? Right. And literally only two or three people in there cooking it. Bro, let me, let me tell you this. <laughs> Going back to the person uh, family Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Listen, they used to send out a spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, spreadsheet. I mean, yeah. talk you the numbers you're talking about. You need a spreadsheet. Yeah, it was a whole spreadsheet, and it was like detailed, like who's bringing what. Um, it makes sure you marking out who has what sides. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and it's it's an ordeal. Like it is a thing. Um, but that's like that's black excellence. So you're sitting there having to figure out how many mouths you're gonna feed, who's bringing what, and do I have enough linen? Do I have enough space? Do I have enough chairs? And think about that. The, the glory or the, the um, I don't want to say the glory, but the the privilege it is to have the folks at your house. Like that's yeah. a, that's for you a the thing. host for you to host. Yeah. That's a thing that for you to host, the, it, not even, not even for the host, but we, we both cooks here to be able to cook, to be able to cook the majority. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. Like that's a whole, let's talk about it for a second. The level of expertise you have to have. Oh yeah. To have there is food. a pressure. Oh yeah. Like, you know, not everybody's food makes Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, because some people can cook and it's cool for like, mm -hmm. you know, your regular dinner party, Sunday dinner. But Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, that is the Olympics of dinner. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that that's black excellence. Like if you if you make Thanksgiving, that's like that's like starting an NBA. If like, you can't make macaroni and cheese mm -mm. like for real, for real, that ain't your day. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't embarrass yourself. If your greens always just a little bit, eh, this ain't mm. today. Ain't I the need to be able to pick them greens and be like, mm. Mm -hmm. if you know, I need to make a sound. <laughs> after the, the folks, first bite of everything. 
Right, because the folks will call you out. They'll be like, mm, who made that? Who yeah, that is a that is an African American proverb. When you hear that question, who made that? It's almost like when Portion said, Who said that on the housewives? If you hear who made that, it's nasty. That's that's not good. <laughs> it ain't good. That ain't good. And if your and if your dish is just sitting there, don't bring it back, baby. Don't, don't bring, bring it, it back. back next year. You don't try. bring it back. And don't sign up for something that you can't make. Come on. That you ain't practiced. Like, please don't. Like, please just don't do, do not. Oh, yeah. And no new recipes. Mm-mm. 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 No new recipes. No new recipes. The tried and true recipes. The That's ones true. that have been, you know, have been tested and the one that's been passed down for years. See, see, okay. So I'm, I'm going to go off subject for a little bit, but really okay. still staying on subject. Lowest okay. the keys. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have a general rule as a person who cooks. Okay. That if, right. You do, if I'm trying to, I never, what is, I can't get my words out. I I never test out a new recipe on people until I've cooked it a minimum of three times. I can agree with that. Because that gives me opportunity to, um, you know what I'm saying? That gives me opportunity to go ahead and, you know, perfect it. Oh, yeah. And all these other types of things. And that's just my personal preference mm-hmm. for, um, you know what I'm saying, for, for dinners and things like that. Oh, yeah. Because the thing of what you want to do is, like, once you've cooked it about three times, mm-hmm. you can kind of do it without even thinking. Exactly. And then you're able to, especially if you're following somebody else's recipe, you're mm-hmm. able to add your own flair right. and your own, you know what I'm saying, whatever to it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, so that you can make it your own. Now, why is that important to this conversation? Okay. It is important because mm-hmm. um, it is important because on Thanksgiving, we don't want new recipes. We do not want new recipes. We don't want you experimenting on us. Mm-hmm. We don't want you trying anything new Nothing. on us. We don't want any other things. All mm-hmm. we want is what we want. And like you said, like Lawrence family, if it's a big thing, we want mm-hmm. it from the people who do it. Who, who are known for Who known to do it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or somebody, like you said, because sometimes elders and stuff transition, we want mm-hmm. the person who graduated. Who've oh, been yeah. in the kitchen watching? Who've oh, been helping that person? The, the apprentice and that kind of the apprentice. They've been in there ten years. They've been watching. in there ten years, and now it's your turn to make the potato salad. You know, <laughs> and, and the reason why we trust you because you go make it just like Grandma made it. You, right? It's go. It's, I ain't deviating from this recipe at all. Like literally, when my wife makes pies, they literally say, "Oh, it tastes just like your grandma's." Like that's what you're supposed to get. That's it ain't what supposed, supposed to be. To no, get. ain't supposed to be like, "Oh, that's that's good." Like, you know, that's Lauren's recipe. Nah, that tastes like grandma's recipe. Bro, I just told you we dropped our kids off earlier. So my mom fried chicken for us for dinner. Bless you. Joshua said, ooh, granny, my daddy chicken tastes just like this. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You, I, at that moment, I knew I said, my, my fried chicken must be off the chain. <laughs> well, and at first, no, at first he said, and my mom had to agree. At first he said, ooh, granny, your chicken tastes just like my dad. My mom said, <laughs> I taught your dad how to cook. His chicken tastes <laughs> like mine. <laughs> but the point is, is that the man of God was able to recognize flavor mm-hmm. palettes because, mm-hmm. again, my mama is a Southern hood cook, too. 
So mm -hmm. she didn't even use <laughs> the, the onion powder stuff on. It was Laurie's season salt. Oh yeah. Garlic salt and pepper. Uh -huh. And oh, yeah. everything. That was the that was the that was the holy trinity <laughs> of every dish. But it tastes so good and it and the flavor profiles was crazy. It's so was so different across mm -hmm. so many dishes. So that's the other part. I don't care what it is. We don't want new recipes. Nothing new. like uh, like I, I am a more uh, I think me and you both say this about ourselves, Brian. We are more experimental, kind of new age. Like, we can cook the good old stuff, but we like oh, yeah. to try stuff. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to Thanksgiving and things like that, no. I'm not trying anything. It's I'm just not like, new. I, don't, I have three degrees. Mm -hmm. I make a nice amount of money. I think I've arrived to a certain place in life. Don't matter. Want mm -hmm. my jelly cranberry sauce. Yes. I don't want your orange juice, crushed up cranberry mixture nah, with, with salt, mm -hmm. not salt, but sugar, yep. making it into like a little slurry. Like, I yep. know how to do it, but I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't know. I'm sure I could. Follow a rest because I'm, you know, follow because I cook, right? So I'm sure mm -hmm. I could. I've never tried because I don't care to. It's it's not worth it. It's not worth the time to. or energy to make. I saw it. some like, in Trader Joe's and it looked all loose in this can. I was like, what is that? Mm -mm, we don't want that. And it said cranberry sauce. I said, uh-uh. Mm -mm. My cranberry sauce is in a can, and I gotta use mm -mm. a can opener. Open a can opener and a little knife to try to get the the out the, yeah. the pizza out because and know, I sometimes shake it out the can onto yeah. the plate and you put shake, it on a pretty shake, plate. Shake. Oh yeah. <laughs> you put the you put the jelly on a pretty plate. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> so, it's a thing. So outside of food, bro, like what are some other like traditions of Thanksgiving that you you know maybe celebrate as a kid or maybe have embraced now as an adult? Um, really, you know, we we still do the you know when we were younger, we kind of did go around the table and say what some things we were thankful for. Ah, take uh, you know that was something that was really important. Uh, not only were we thankful for but people who were thankful for, so you gotta always thank your parents and stuff like that. And thank the Lord. Um, we used to put up the tree on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, we did too. There. Um, Growing up, we did. Uh, yeah. So, but and but then after that, really, the, other than that, we you know, you go take you a nap after you eat your your meal, mm -hmm. and they come back later on for <laughs> for dinner time because you really you really eating you know. Five if, you, if you do eat at two, three, which is a stretch, you're going to be hungry at six. Yeah, yeah. After and you even if you nap, eat at four, five, six, you're going to be hungry at seven, eight o'clock. Oh, yeah. It's just. It, it's a thing. So you're going to eat, watch football, probably eat take a more. nap somewhere, eat some more. Eat some more. So one of the things that was a tradition for us is like we were a, we were a big TV movie family. Mm. Oh, and that's a good one. That's what we do. We right. would like so, but we would go to the actual movies. Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. So, like you know, Christmas had the big drops, and I don't know that it's still a big thing on Thanksgiving like it used to be. But there would be some big cinematic drops on Thanksgiving as well. Yep. yep and yep. we would go. And one year, as I got older, my friends invited me out to the movies on Thanksgiving, and I turned it down. It's like, why? I said, I mean, they invited me to hang out, and I said, I'm hanging out with my family. Like I would like, I would put my cool card to the side to honor that tradition. Cause it was just a thing. Like I love my friends, but right. I wanted to like, I first of all, I love movies, but I wanted mm -hmm. to be at the movies. And one year I feel like I, I ain't gonna say I feel like I remember seeing a group of friends who invited me out at the movie and they was, and they looked at me like not in disgust. It was almost respect. It was like, he's legit. Right. Like he didn't lie. Like, cause they thought it was, they thought I was flaking. Like I didn't want to go. They was like, no, this dude's legit at the movies. Which <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. Have I ever lied to y'all? And then right. I ain't got a reason to lie to y'all. Like, <laughs> like you know, who are part, part of 16-year-old me was kind of ashamed. 
mm-hmm. like just the you know the kid the teenager me but another part was like i'm also kind of not because really want to just do this movie and it was a tradition right like every right. year bro we would go to the movies we would mm-hmm. watch whatever big movie you know mostly black movies because oh know, yeah black houses hollywood is black, black hollywood right yep um so that's what we would do and then like and then church mm-hmm. and so we didn't typically go around the table and say we were thankful for because i went to a a, a smaller pentecostal koji church mm. so we didn't do praise and worship. We had praise and testimony service. Oh, that's and everybody. My mama looked back and be like, uh, you gonna testify on Thanksgiving. You ain't never testified before, you gonna testify on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was just a thing. It was a thing. Um, so like that those were the kind of traditional moments and picking out what you're gonna wear to church, because you know, going to a culture church who's in suits, but Thanksgiving, we could dress down a little bit. So we had on our khakis <laughs> and our sweater, you know what I'm saying? So like figuring out their outfit and like you know what I'm saying, like those are the things that I remember um the most. And because at one point capitalism didn't capitalize so hard, oh, Black Friday yeah. was actually on Friday. So we would yeah. take Thursday. Mm-hmm. Going through that, you know, the that Thanksgiving newspaper used to be like, oh yeah, bad thing. Mm-hmm. So we would go through that joint, like like you said, Lawrence family did the spreadsheet. We would create a map. All right, we go to Best Buy first. Then we go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we would do the end of Thursday night because we would wake up at five six in the morning, and Friday we rolling, bro. Oh yeah, we rolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's um same thing, you know, when I used to go to Virginia for uh, Thanksgiving, we usually do go to the movies too. Uh, and then my wife usually kind of does the same thing, goes Black Friday shopping, but now it's now it's Thursday. Thursday. Which like I think six, is the worst o'clock. thing, which, it, which really bothers me as a person that loves Thanksgiving. Like, it's the disrespect for me. Um, I agree like, with you. I, I, like, I actually agree. Like, enjoy, like, enjoy that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, let that be the day where people get to spend time with their family. And then let Friday, even if it's at midnight, you know what I'm saying? It used to be, like, Black Friday started at midnight. So you getting in line, like, 11 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? Like, or even on Thursday morning. Like, let that be the thing. Like, I wish we would kind of go back to that time where Thanksgiving was the thing and then Black Friday was the thing. Like, let, let's go back to that. Um, I think that's what Rona, because Walmart is not doing that this year. I think they're waiting until Friday. And, you know, Walmart is kind of the leader in that kind of stuff. I I think Walmart started it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. everybody's following suit and saying they're just going to do Friday, you know, going back to the more traditional of just Friday morning. And that's okay, like, because the stores used to open at 5 in the, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. And I think that it gave us time to go to sleep, Mm -hmm. rest, get you know, like you said, Thursday night, create you a strategy. Right. And go out Friday and do the thing. Like, like, and then the other part of me is that, you know, I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. And one of the joys for me for Christmas, people think I'm crazy, but I actually like being in the hustle and bustle of shopping. Mm, I do. You do like that. I do. I do. And because mm. I feel like for me, and maybe I have on rose colored glasses, even the cashiers, just, they be in a different kind of spirit during the Christmas season. They seem to I be more jovial that. and happy. And, um, and while it is crazy times, I just feel like, and I know that I won't be able to enjoy that to the fullest this year because of Corona, but, um, I'm probably going to do more online shopping than anything. But what I will say is that that time usually is a great time. And I feel like doing that on Thanksgiving kind of robs me of that in a sense. Mm -hmm. Because the sales be so good that sometimes by the time it's time to get out there amongst the people, I didn't really have much else to shop for. Right. Uh, But but, but that's just coming from me personally. I really enjoyed that. But those were some of the, you know, traditional things that really um, resonated with me as a kid. And Mm -hmm. even as an adult. Uh, when we would come to Memphis and spend the time with my side of the family, 
we would still do the church because my pastor still does it on some, you know Thanksgiving morning, uh-huh. and we would come home and eat and do all those different types of things. But let's let's flip this a little bit. Okay, what are some of the things you had to unlearn as an adult from maybe some of your family traditions and and family gatherings? Um, just saying no, mm-hmm. like, um. I think that's one of the reasons why, like, we kind like we kind of stepped back from doing like the the big family Thanksgivings. Uh huh. Was because it was just it was just so much, and it was like, oh, like our family is like a bunch of like creatives and like entertainers and singers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like my grandfather was in the music industry and stuff like that, and you know everybody want to sing and dance, so we would. <laughs> After after Thanksgiving, like it'd be like Showtime at the Apollo, mm-hmm. and like you had to like, <laughs> and I hated every bit of it. Like, like can't we just come here and eat and just chill? Like, right? What, what, it doesn't have to be a, a a performance. Like, I don't care about you know my cousin that wants to like spell or whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, I really do not care about that. Like, let's just sit here, sit here, eat this food, chill, watch the TV. Like, it don't need to be no derm. A freaking talent show like i that i just dislike um so that i think the unlearning is just enjoying the presence you know what i'm saying like enjoying yeah. the presence of one another like like it doesn't have to be anything really happening right you know what i'm saying like it doesn't have to be anything planned nothing scheduled nothing being entertained just sit there being in the presence of people you love like that's the thing i definitely had to unlearn uh and really uh huh now that I'm grown, what uh, let me say this. My aunts and uncles always know, even when I was like a kid, like I didn't play any of the games. <laughs> like none of the games. <laughs> like none. Like, I don't care who you talking to. You ain't my mama and you're not my Uncle Louie. Like, mm-hmm. and you're not my grandma. So get out of my face. <laughs> so they would say stuff and you know, I would get them together. But now that I'm grown, that's a whole nother story. You better not say nothing stupid to me. Uh, but those are the, <laughs> those are things I've learned is like you know that uh, I you know have unlearned is really just being in the presence of people, just enjoying the moment, uh, and really just ignoring the people who want to talk to me. No, that's no, that's good. And I, you know what? Like because ours were smaller, mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of the more toxic things that I hear people asking. Oh, so who are you dating and who are you blah blah blah. I think when we became teenagers. Um, like my uncle would ask, you know, like you mm-hmm. got a girlfriend, you got this, you know what I'm saying? Stuff right. like that. And you know, you're just a bashful teenager that kind of didn't want to stretch your business. Right. But like as an adult, um, like it was mostly immediate family. So mm-hmm. we didn't have that. But one of the things that um I think my children could be prone to, especially as we navigate both sides of our family, mm-hmm. is that kind of questioning or things like that. And I just I want them to be able to navigate those spaces in ways, like you said, I don't owe you anything. Right, like, like who are you? I believe in respecting <laughs> your elders, but this whole respectability <laughs> politics type thing, like, just because right. you're older than me, I got to tell you my business. Means like, nothing. no. Like, Means you nothing. know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I think, like, especially for, like, college, like, leave college students alone. Mm-hmm. They about to go into, after they get done eating, they finna go into one of the worst parts of the year, and that's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stop asking me about school. We don't want to talk about that. We here for right. two, three days. Right. I don't want to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't want to talk about why Uncle Johnny ain't here no more. Don't ask me about school. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> where's your husband? Don't do it. Where's your husband? You know what, what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, last year? yeah, and I think that's one thing for real in black families we got to do is like, we got to leave that stuff alone. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just because somebody, we, we got to stop asking these women when they're going to get married as if mm-hmm. like being, becoming a wife is like the grand prize of life because right. that's not. True. It's not for those yeah. that are married. They know it's <laughs> it's yeah. cool. Yeah, like no marriage like, is great, but like it's if you, great. Like, like it's nothing that like changes who you are if no. you never take that step. And no. I think it's just a generation that thinks like if you haven't made it there, you must be doing something wrong or you must be whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's just right. not simply not the case. Uh-huh. I think, like we said, with college, too, we got to stop asking them about this. Ain't the time to ask about school. They are. No. It's one of the most stressful times. Right. Um. You know, somebody comes with a new tattoo or a new piercing, like maybe they just wanted it. Right. You know, it ain't got nothing to do with them living any other kind of life. They just wanted what they wanted and that right. should be respected. So I think as much as I love our black families and our traditions and things, I do think there are things like that that we have to, we got to leave at the oh, doorstep. Yeah. We got to stop exposing dirty family secrets and like right. all that different, like, come on now. And, yeah. and we got to make sure that we are being integral and having mm-hmm. great character. Like there's so right. many horror stories just kind of taking it deep for a second about stuff that go on in families. I'll just oh, say yeah. it, I'll just say it that oh, way. Yeah. And we gotta stop, you know, that kind of stuff because like you, you know, in the, especially in the bigger family gatherings, it's mm-hmm. probably easier to hide and get away with. Right. And we gotta stop that too. We just gotta mm-hmm. be, you know, just just love each other in, oh, the, yeah. in, the, in the purest and safest ways possible and not have the expectations like if, my son don't want to give you no hug. He's not being rude. He don't, he, don't, I, I'm raising emotionally intelligent children. Right. So if my son says, like, there are times where I tell my son, like, he'd be like, dad, can I give you a kiss? Like, no, but you can give me a hug. Cause I don't really want a kiss right now. Right. And he's learning to understand it isn't a rejection of his affection more so than it is me teaching him how to respect people's boundaries in their space, even in just a moment. Oh yeah. So like, and I think, but an older adult, but like, give your uncle a hug. Like, I don't know. No. If she like, said you no, or if like, he no. said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to hug you. I love you. I don't want to hug you. Right. I don't want right. that. Right now, don't make your kids hug people. Like it's right, stupid. yeah, and that's the thing that I that that I'm when that I want to change with my children. Mm-hmm. Um, letting them be mostly if they want to give you a hug, fine. If they don't, and they're going and they're going to say it respectfully. They'll be like, I don't, I don't really want that right now, but you know, but thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I'm saying that's just kind of thing. So I think those are the kind of things that we can unlearn as we learn to navigate. You know, dealing with family and being around mm-hmm. family and even right. close friends who are family, family. All those different mm-hmm. types of things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. My niece, my niece shaves me every time I see her. Oh, and I respect it. I don't try to make her. I'd be like, okay, Brooklyn, I'll, I'll let you warm up. Love. <laughs> oh yeah, she's <laughs> she's definitely shaved to the people. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I and I think that's gonna be the thing when I think when I grow up. Speaking of Brooklyn, like, and I'm over, I'm a, over, I'm a protect, not to say overprotective, but I'm a protective parent. Like, yeah. Like, if I don't know you, like, don't even try to like. Pick my child up, like I don't, I don't know. That's you. fair. I don't even you know, know what you like man. I don't know you. Like even if I, right now, if we went to my aunt and uncle's houses, like don't pick my child up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I ain't talked to you all year. Admire from afar. Right. Do not pick my child up. My my child the type of person. She'll slap you. <laughs> she will. That's because you got my niece listening to Ice T and <laughs> <in> NWA. <laughs> Just spit in your face. <laughs> Just spit right in your face. Um, and like, but you, and you like stuff like that. I think even like telling people that they gain weight is not a listen, group. like, don't do it. Like, that's that's offensive. Like, don't that's offensive. or another thing is like, if somebody if somebody's married and don't have no kids, 
Don't ask them when they have a kid. Mm-hmm. You don't like, know what they're going through. You don't know what they're going through. They may have lost children. They may have uh, miscarriages. You know, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, and like for us, you know, I won't go through the whole story, but you know me and Ashley's story, people are like, when are you going to try for that girl? Like, like, bruh. Like, <laughs> and, and I can't even tell, like, cause even, like I, I'm honest. Um, and, you know, we'll probably talk about some later on in the future, like about like infertility and stuff like that. Like, like going to gatherings and, you know, you we've been married for a long time and people always ask us like, oh, we ain't having kids. Why you ain't having kids yet? Why ain't, like you really don't know what's going on in exactly. our in our you know uh, reproductive systems to be asking those questions or or even like are y'all getting married? Like you said earlier, don't ask those personal questions that have that are none of your business. Yeah, I and had a family member who literally dated a man for thirty years, and that's their business. And that's their business. And you know, like and, and we all kind of looked at it like, okay, if you have it, we have it. But you know what I'm saying? But like. Don't you have that going on over there that you asking this couple over here who've been together three, when you right. get married, when you go, it's like, no. Keep You've been a girlfriend energy. for 30 years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> child. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like stuff like that is, is I think we need to unlearn, um, like get out of people's business, um, being respectful to people's lifestyles. Um, even within that, let's talk, let's talk about that now too. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. People may bring people to Thanksgiving. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and people don't just, black folks, don't just bring people to Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. When you come to a major holiday, unless you got the quote unquote, um, and this is gender neutral, whole other mm. family. Who gonna bring a different person every year? But you oh, know yeah. that cousin. You know what I'm right. saying? So you're not you expecting nobody. Cousin, cousin Faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ain't expecting nobody special. You got that one cousin. Like, what? What's the guy in Best Man? Terrence Howard's character. Uh, I don't know his name, but I yeah, but but him, like, you know, he gonna likely bring a different woman. Every, gonna, that that cousin yeah. gonna bring a different date. They gonna have a date, right? right? That you you know that cousin, right? But for the most part, most of your cousins and whoever, when they bring somebody. It's serious. It's that it's person. It's serious. And yeah. it's somebody they love. So even if you mm-hmm. don't like this person, um, be respectful of that relationship. And don't you know invite the ex to the, because you're still cool with them. Right. And, and don't bring up the ex. Don't even bring the ex up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like people are like, oh. How Ashley doing? You talked to her lately. <laughs> and, and me grown, I, I really wish sometimes like I was in situations because like grown me. <laughs> like young me was bad, but like grown me, yeah. Aunts and uncles would be getting it. They would be getting all the business. Um, you know, I, my clapbacks would have been amazing. Oh, uh, listen, <laughs> listen, all the clapbacks. Um, but yeah, like be respectful of those people that you know that come with them. And 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 honestly, you have some people who may you know take these opportunities to you know uh, come out. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, either, yeah. those like you know. Be, you know, you may, it may be uncomfortable for you, but think about uncomfortable it is for the other person. Like that I'm, you know, doing this in this, this audience, in this group. And like, I think those moments, I think we just have to be, you know, emotional. And and I'm not, I don't like gender, you know, I don't like generalizing groups of people, especially black folks that black people do stuff like like that. So I'm not saying that, but we have a tendency sometimes um, to, not be emotionally intelligent in certain situations, um, especially when it's like, you know, when it comes to certain relationships. Oh, no, ab- absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I think not just in relationships, like I said, even in college, mm-hmm. um, somebody could, you could see them for the first time, they may have dropped out. Mm-hmm. 
and they just yeah. they couldn't take it anymore or you know because mental health is a thing right mm-hmm. um or somebody could have been dealing with some real mental health stuff and you see oh, yeah. them for the first time and it's like mm-hmm. don't ask like you know what i'm saying like no don't dig is... into like that's not the opportunity and it's really not your business no it's now, not let's, at all. let's start there it's it just ain't your business or even like right. like like for me uh like my mom don't really like that you know she's sanctified <laughs> she don't really like tattoos uh, but if I walk into a space with my earrings and my tattoos showing with her not liking it if there was somebody who tried to say something especially because I'm a preacher oh, mm-hmm. she, as much as she knows she's jumping up and coming to my defense because oh, yeah. it's like you know so because a part of that could have been too like for me one of the reasons I didn't get tattoos earlier was because of I mean you, we grew up Koji Brian oh, how yeah. we were raised how we were taught right. so part of that for me uh, I won't dare compare that to like coming out and things like that. But part of right. it is kind of like the revealing of mm-hmm. my freedom and right. my liberality. So if you came at me trying to like, oh, you a preacher with the blood, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it brings a level of condemnation and shame. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? So, and you know, like, we don't need that energy. We want no, joy. No. Joy. We want um, love. love. We want happiness. Like I said, if we argue about anything, it's about what's TV going to show what. Who's sitting where? Kids table at the big table. Right. You know, like, who's going to get the leg? Like, because like, I know when I go for the turkey, I like the wing. And it's only one turkey, which mm-hmm. means it's only two wings. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, that, so mm-hmm. it's even more than two people want the wing, right? That's a, that's a, you know, but that's the kind of trivial right. stuff that I want to, I don't want to be arguing over, like, you know, all this. If you got the cousin you don't like, stay away from that cousin all day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You like, know, Thanksgiving you know, is supposed to be the great day. Yeah, it's supposed to be the great day. day. Yep. Don't don't say nothing to them. Don't be around them. Y'all y'all argue on Black Friday. Do that on Black Friday. Right. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> we don't want to hear. Do that on Black Friday. But bro, what what as as we wrap this up, uh, cause we we've been talking about <laughs> the greatness that is Thanksgiving for a mm-hmm. while. But as we wrap up, um, what is something that you're thankful for? Okay. Well, I am thankful for. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh for no thank. Giving no Thanksgiving potlucks this year. Now that's a word. Say it um, again. Thank. I'm not saying thank God for Rona, but since we are not at work right now, yeah. we do not have to attend those nasty <laughs> Thanksgiving potlucks. Like black people just do not like them. Like no. we, we, it, I mean, other people, the black people usually sit at the same table. Yep. And then talk about. Mm-hmm. The food the that was nasty, stuff. or we point out and we ask who made what, and then we, you know, we, you know, talk about who has cats, and all those. That's things. a thing. <laughs> who has cats? So if you have cats, black people probably ain't, ain't eat your food. It's and just, if we do eat, you notice we only eating the stuff that was store bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the store bought stuff. Like it, when I worked at Habitat, they would do something, and Habitat would buy the turkey and the ham, and they would actually everybody just better say all the black folk ate the rolls and the meat. <laughs> yeah, like and that's what, what we would do. Too, we would do a few things. We would before the the potluck, we would we would figure out. We look at the spreadsheet and see who was making what. Mm-hmm. So you know, we would sit there and we would try to figure out and watch the person bring their dish in, so we know who we can trust. And, 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 you know, black folks, and again, I don't want to generalize, but most of us are like German folks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stuff got to be cleaned to the T before we start cooking. Like, we believe in, you know, cleanliness. Yeah. So, and and then, of course, you can kind of tell the person that when they, the way they do stuff, that their food going to be, you know, good, but it's also going to be clean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad 
that we don't have to do uh, Thanksgiving potlucks. I, I despise those things. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, but on a real thing, I'm really thankful for, um, not, and I'm not trying to, I don't want to go deep, but I really, I thank God for my life. Yeah. Um, that's the smoking over song. Uh, but not just like my living, but for the life that God has given me. My God. Um, I is not in vain. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's eternal, eternal gain. <laughs> Glory. Um, like I have the best wife, the best daughter, no. um, the best friends. Thank um, you. <laughs> I, the, I, I literally, I have the best friends. I have the best mom, the best parents. I have the best, um, I want in-laws in love. I, I have the best like family. Yeah. Um, that I can think of, um, my career. I enjoy my career. Uh, I enjoy the house I live in. I got, I like the car I drive. I like, it's just like, God has been so great to me that I'm just thankful for my life. And I, I know, and I'm aware that even my worst day is somebody else's life goals. Like my worst day, the day that I feel like not getting out of the bed and just feel like at my lowest, my worst day is somebody else's life goals. And I'm just thankful for that. Like God has been so great to me and I don't deserve anything he's ever given me. Um, But I'm just, I'm just thankful for like my life. Um, and I'm most thankful for the opportunity to be able to give to other people. Like that's yeah. something um, that I'm grateful for. And I'm thankful for because, um, I could be at the soup kitchen, you know what I'm saying? I could be, mm-hmm. um, needing, uh, somebody to bring me. And there's been time where like we had, when we were younger, where people had to bring us, you know, the church had to bring us the Thanksgiving uh, box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been there mm-hmm. before. Um, so like, I'm grateful for that. And looking at my being my younger self, looking at my 35 year old self, like, like, thank you, God, you've done great things in my life. And I appreciate you for everything you've done. And I'm always, even though Thanksgiving is my day to give thanks. I give thanks every single day, every day I wake up and tell the Lord, thank you. Cause you've been so great to me and so good to me. And I don't deserve anything I, I have and, or ever will have. Um, I'm grateful for that. What about you? Um, I've had some good days. Ooh. <laughs> And some here. <laughs> I've had some weary days. Um, yeah, that's it. But when I look around <laughs> and I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days, and I won't complain. I won't. I know I started singing that in jest, but as I started finishing the lyrics to thinking about it, you know, sometimes my clouds hang low. Mm-hmm. I can hardly see the road. Mm. Mm. I asked the question, the question Lord, why so much pain? Oof. But he's been good to me. Mm. More than my weary eyes could see. Mm. So I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. Um, and that's really the sentiment of 2020 for me, bro. 2020... Oof. Woo, um, man, that's not, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm crying here, and I'm, I'm really crying. trying not to get emotional, <laughs> like for real, because I started oh, singing it and quoting it. Has been mm-hmm. a year, like, really. I want to say for me, around this time, 2019, mm-hmm. really started this this period of woo, um, I mean, test after test. Trial after trial, disappointment after disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was tough. Mm-hmm. And then to get into 2020 and to hit a pandemic and to lose my job and to 
almost forget who I was and to mm. really battle, like really battle depression and anxiety was something. And to be where I am today, while things are not perfect, mm-hmm. I am in such a place of joy mm-hmm. and contentment, bro. Yes. Um, over this last year, I've lost people, not by death, but mm-hmm. like people found out people who were raggedy who didn't mean me any i mean just i mean a mm-hmm. myriad of things wow. that i had to navigate um so as like i said starting off that song in jest and really be like wait a minute i them some lyrics them some lyrics because when i was literally laid off and didn't know how sometimes i was going to make it i think i've said this before bro we didn't like our rent got paid mm. we didn't miss one meal mm-hmm. um the things that I didn't have was because I chose not to have them. Mm. Um, and while toward the end, right before I got a job, things got tight. It was, it was that, you know how you hear, you know, we, I think we mentioned it in jest about food, but mm-hmm. when we said God may not come when you want, but he's on time, mm-hmm. bro. November was that, was that month. It was like, I, right. all right now, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And literally some two people came through and dropped four-figure dollars in me and Ash's account. Wow. Without us asking. Wow. And we, like, sustained and literally the first week into November, I got offered a job with no interview. Wow. So not only were we able to get past the threshold of where we was like, God, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we could ask family and, you know, we were in that space where we, you know, we needed to, we would have, but it was just like, we didn't even have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to get a job that was paying more than what I was making. And you know what I'm saying? And while I do complain about driving to Roswell every day, but, <laughs> but outside of that, that is my biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. And if that's my complaint, I won't complain. Right. Um, so God has really just been amazing. So for me, it is the fact that I've been able to be sustained. Mm. Um the fact that I had a wife who loved me through mm-hmm. my emotions and held me down through mm-hmm. the moments where I didn't feel like moments where I didn't feel worthy of even being her husband mm. because I knew that her love for me was not predicated on what I could provide, mm-hmm. but really seeing that in action and her stepping up in ways that, not even just financially, bro, but just her assurance as a wife mm. came through. Mm-hmm. Um, me, as much as I complained about my kids doing Rona, <laughs> but really being in a space, and this may sound crazy, but Josh and Jaden, Josh and Jaden both had fits when I went back to work. Because mm. they Jaden had a whole temper tantrum one day because he missed oh, wow. me that much. Aww. And while part of me felt bad, there's a part of me that found joy in that. Because mm-hmm. that meant that during this time of quarantine, I connected with my children in a way that I never had. Mm. Um, so being a so so looking at and identifying the little things and right. how they have changed my perspective and how they've made me a better man. I feel like I'm a better friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm a better son and husband and father. I just I feel like everything that I faced from about this is literally around this moment, 2019 up until today Mm -hmm. has created a, a a me that 
you know, I, I don't know that I would have ma- imagined being here and being as expressive and as authentic as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in Huntsville, I had one of my most authentic moments ever, mm-hmm. ever wow. in ministry. I was 100% Josh with no filter, no one trying to put on a fit of context. I was just me. And it was mm-hmm. one of the best it was the best ministry moment I've ever experienced. Um, And I bring that up to say, I think that was the beginning of me realizing the totality of who I am, Mm -hmm. all that I can be, all that I can offer, knowing that I don't have to prove my love through my works because that was was a toxic love language of mine. Mm -hmm. I I, I did a lot of performative things to be like, hey, love me. I'm your friend. I'm your son. Mm -hmm. I'm your husband. I'm your this. And no, and like stripping all of that away and seeing that, wait a minute, people just love me. Right. I don't right. have to do anything to earn their love. So like God really using all of these things, you know, and again, not to be deep, to really prove himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he performed in ways that may not have been Coachella for many people. <laughs> Right. But it was just what I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the level of performance that God needed for me to 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 trust again in ways that I've never trusted, to believe again in ways that I never believed. Um, you know, even the way that this podcast has grown and is growing continues right. to blow my mind. And bro, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful. Um, you know, for this platform. I'm thankful for every listener here. I'm just. I'm really thankful literally for life oh yeah and and being here yeah um while i did not contemplate like suicide or anything like that mm-hmm. i don't trivialize that because i know people who oh yeah who have and struggle mm-hmm. but you know things got so bleak i didn't know what the next days were going to look like right so i'm just grateful to be here mm-hmm. i am thankful for life bro i am i am truly truly thankful and although I don't have to wait till Thanksgiving to go, well, I feel like Thanksgiving morning, I'm just going to go up, <laughs> but, you know, because it's kind of like Christmas. Like I know Jesus was born. I give him praise every day, mm-hmm. but it's like that day. Oh yeah. You know, kind of like Easter too. You know what I'm saying? Like we know yeah. he died, but it's like something about Easter though. Oh yeah. You, know, you go, well, and that's how Thanksgiving is. Like I, I really thank mm-hmm. God every morning in my devotional and my prayer time, but it's, but Thanksgiving morning, Reverend. Oh yeah. I'm going to have to go into my, my walk-in, my, my walk-in closet and just. <laughs> and just you know have a good gully washing in the floor <laughs> just cry it out because oh, yeah it, it's, it's been that kind of year but i'm oh, thankful yeah. i'm thankful yeah. i am thank thankful see that's the spirit of thanksgiving do you see that do you see that how it just poured it poured out of you <laughs> now we can walk on to jesus walk on to christmas <laughs> you know, i was already on my way there november 1st but i hear what you're saying Reverend. i hear what you're saying <laughs> Uh, but I think that's an excellent way to slide on over into I Am My Brother's Keeper. And let's talk about some, some self-care real quick. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we are here at I Am My Brother's Keeper, Black Man Self-Care. Um, what do you plan on doing this weekend for Black Man Self-Care? Um, grocery shopping. Okay. I don't know that that's self-care, but I got, like I said, my mom and dad are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to I gotta get this Thanksgiving dinner prepared right. and scheduled out and things like that. So, I mean, that's, that's I mean, that's, and whatever. But, oh, I don't have the kids. 
Oh, bless him. So Ash and I are probably oh, gonna you know, spend some time together and you know not have to but no, bang, for real. Bang, bang. Really just have uninterrupted time. We ain't gotta worry about, you know, sitting the kids outside or anything. Like we can just chill mm. on the couch and mm-hmm. you know, and just be us and walk around mm. naked. Um, oh, just yes. with, with, in, the, in the Adam and Eve. Yeah, whatever the way we God intended. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm prepare for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna enjoy my wife. And um, oh, yeah. yeah, man, that's gonna be me. Self care. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm planning on just chilling, man. Like, you know, I got some things I need to do in the art that I gotta do. Oh, I um, love the artwork. Me too. <laughs> um, like, I know the guy comes out and does other people's yards. So I, sometimes I actually do it, but there's like this tree that fell. Um, I need to cut up. The guy just don't want to be the ghetto house. Um, and, and just watch, watch TV, watch Jingle Jangle. Get caught up on all the stuff. Get caught up on all the things on the TV that that's uh, your Jingle Jangle, right? That I have not watched, so I'm gonna do that. I really just chill, and you know, and it's not self care, but it kind of is because I hate coming off the holiday with like a dirty house. So mm-hmm. like, I may clean up this week weekend mm-hmm. so then like we have Monday, mm, so by like you know everything is clean so when we hang out during the weekend next weekend from like thursday through sunday like it's yeah. just a clean house and yeah, i don't have to think that. about yeah doing anything so yeah i'd rather use my saturday and then have the four days off just to do nothing so mm-hmm. we'll see that's what's up, bro. Um, yeah, so that is Black Man Self Care, or I am my brother's keeper or sister's keeper. So listen, y'all, I know we ask people to write in for um the question, but if you got a self-care moment or something that you want to share something you've done, oh, yeah. let us know. We'll read mm-hmm. it, you know, we'll share it because we it makes me something that can help us. Right. Um, you know, relax and you know, be centered and all that kind of jazz. Have relax. our good vibes and our good Absolutely. energy. You know what I'm saying? Um, do we got anything in the PO box this week? We do. Uh, let me pull. I'm uh, gonna go to the mailbox and uh, right, pull this yeah. thing out. Let's, let's let's go meet the postman. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait, wait, hey, 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 Mr. Postman. All right, I have gone down to the post office box and got something. I'm gonna read it to you. Um, it is from a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, and I'm going to read the first, and then you can give the person a name. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So I just want to say that I love how you highlight Black people in Black culture week in and week out. Thank you. Um, I stand. All right. That's what's up. Appreciate I stand that. for this weekly, and I'm excited about where this goes next. We're excited where this goes next. Mm-hmm. We all know that Rona is a thing. Uh, so you can only imagine my surprise when my job recently decided that we must report back to the office effective last week. Um, like we have been working remotely since the pandemic, pandemic began. Excuse me. I'm tripping tonight. Uh, why are we going back into the office with only two months left in the year? But this is not why I'm here. I'm here because I am one of the only few black people in the office. I usually keep to myself, but this Trump lost <laughs> this Trump. <laughs> I usually keep it to myself, but this Trump loss has been interesting, uh, interesting, especially at work. I've experienced a ton of microaggressions and loud conversations surrounding the fake results. Child. <laughs> <laughs> now having given the proverbial, nah, fam, I'm good. Way too many times that I would like to. 
my melanin deficient colleagues have been trying me real hard. I mean, real hard. I cannot lose my job, but I'm at my wits ends. Help. How would you address these people who would you, excuse me, how would you address these people or would you just leave it alone? Um, your homeboy. And then, you know, we can give them the name. Um, let's call him Jeremiah Breedlove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeremiah Breedlove. Okay. <laughs> so Jeremiah Breedlove asks again, how would you address these people or would you just leave it all alone? Okay. Um, Jeremiah. So, right. you know, I specialize in, you know, telling the whites <laughs> about themselves. <laughs> um, because, it's, you know what? It's really not white people. It is whiteness. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I know some really great white people. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't want to, like, create this box to, you know, make people think that me and Brian hate white people. We don't. Yeah, we don't. I despise whiteness. Mm -hmm. And what, what whiteness is, the caucasity of things, <laughs> is really... <laughs> You know, like you like you described in your letter, the microaggressions, oh, the, yeah. um, the 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 kind of um, what's the word that I want to use? Um, it's kind of it's uh, the blindness or the you know the you know you you willfully blind. That's the word I want to use. There it is, the willfully blind um, kind of blindness that you have towards your own privilege right. and how you sit in it, how you rest in it, how you you know, fail to acknowledge it, how you fail right. to uh, actually utilize your privilege in ways to benefit culture right. and benefit those that are around you. So um, for me, the way that I would address it is that it, 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 it depends. So if you're in a environment where you have your own office, mm -hmm. I would just like stock up on snacks and really just mm -hmm. be in my office, close my door and leave that joint when I got to pee oh, yeah. and I need to eat lunch or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I, I would make my office, my sanctuary. Um, if, if you have your own space, you're able to do that. If you're right. in a, you know, one of these more modern workspace where it's open or you are in a more traditional space, but you happen to have a cubicle, mm -hmm. it's a little bit hard, but you could stick to yourself. Cause right. when I've had cubicles in the past, I still had snacks. So, oh, yeah. like, there's ways that you could find, you know what I'm saying, to be your own piece in that area. Mm -hmm. um, but when you do need to interact or somebody comes around you or you hear different conversations because you're in a kind of cubicle or open space, mm -hmm. um, there is a way where you could just politely say, hey, I would appreciate it if we didn't discuss certain things. Right. Um, you know, so it's just, it's just be honest. And they may be like, you know, chill, bro. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they may do you like that. But I think you having the conversation mm -hmm. at least puts it on their radar that you are bothered um i don't ever think it's above you know pull a camera and go to hr um right. and let them know how you feel mm -hmm. i don't know that it would change anything mm -hmm. but i think it is a step in a direction that can at least give you some type of resolve and lastly and certainly not least you can just address it head on if you're being directly like if microaggressions are coming directly at you call it out mm -hmm. and, and you know and that's the thing where i'm saying like i you know we have to we have to be uncomfortable disrupting spaces and call people out right. call them to the carpet when those microaggressions happen call them to the carpet when they are not recognizing their privilege call them to the carpet when um they begin to do things that are not okay i i had a um a colleague of mine i was a paralegal boy the other attorneys he was older a white gentleman uh -huh. He had grandchildren my age or, you know, like right under me. 
Mm-hmm. And every time we got in a space like an elevator or, you know, a stairwell, we walk into a meeting or something like that. And, you know, you know, you, you try not to make it awkward when you have a conversation. So he would right. make conversation. Mm-hmm. He would always ask me about black dances or songs. <laughs> and eventually I had to tell, I said, Neil, you're very educated. So am I. We don't have to talk about it. You don't know anything about the Nene, sir. <laughs> Outside of what your, you know what I'm saying? Your grandchildren maybe, you know, at that time, TikTok wasn't even a thing. Right. Um, which makes me sound old, but TikTok is new. But anyway, right. um, this was literally like three years ago. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, outside of what you may have seen on social media or what your children have shown you, you don't know anything about this stuff. And that's okay. But right. we don't have to bunk. What if I didn't even know what the Nene was? Mm-hmm. How do you know that I even like the Nene? You know right. what I'm saying? And, but I had to eventually call him out. It's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Right? Mm-hmm. And once I did that, he apologized and it stopped. And so for you, you know, you could do, like, because my suggestion would be create your own inner sanctuary where you mm-hmm. can limit interaction to um, if you hear it, you can politely call it out, you know, and or go to HR or three, just straight up disrupt spaces and, you know, call it out. And, and, and sometimes we don't have the energy to educate people. Especially mm-hmm. white folks on, you know, to be a freaking decent human being. Right. Um, but if you sometimes you have to do that. And if right. you have to do that, then do it. But do it in a way where mm-hmm. you don't lose your job. Right. Because right. I don't want you losing your job out here, Brie Love. I want you to keep it. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I don't want you to have to go through and suffer in some of the ways. And you're right. It don't make sense. We got to be going back. Like no. they could have just waited to January. Right. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Brian, you got anything yeah. else? And I was going to start there. Like, you know, you're, you're, company is trash for making her go back to work at the end of the year like like think about this This is like the holiday season so what next week is like half a week and then you come back and then you have like a couple weeks and then it's christmas and then you off like it's stupid so your company you work for is whack you might need to reconsider uh (laughs) your place of employment um but yeah like i would say the same thing with josh if you have the ability to like just create um your own environment i've done that like i've had the office and I legit have my door closed most of the time. And people say that's not good for culture, mm-hmm. but like I just didn't like people coming in and talking to me. Like I just really didn't. And I was a great employee. I was great to people. Like I came to talk to you when I wanted to talk to you, but during the day, like don't come up in here. And then on top of that, you have the excuses, Rona. Like don't walk up on me. Like really don't walk up on me. Yeah. Um, uh, don't walk up on me. Like it's just unnecessary to do that. Um, please don't do that. Um, but it, it's tough because, it, you know, and, and depending on where you live, um, these conversations, you'd be like in a good old boy society type company, these conversations are going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and like Josh said, like you, you know, either you got to either just, you know, you know, dip out and create your own space or you have to just talk about it head on. Like, give me some proof, brother. How, how is this stuff? Right. How, how the results fake? Like mm-hmm. what happened? Like you <laughs> give me the give me the numbers. Like don't give me some talking points that you've seen on Fox News or Newsmax and all those other kind of places. Like give me like the legit information. Let me know what really happened. And let's really let's really talk about it, you know. Uh and that's what, you know, no pun intended, but you know, facts trump everything else. And um there's nothing else that they can do. Um but yeah, that's that's uh was it Jeremiah Breedlove? That's what you said. Jeremiah Breedlove, I hope we helped. I hope that helped. I hope so, Jeremiah. I hope that helped, man. Uh, all right, and we also want to thank you all. We got a, another item that came in the PO box, and since it's a longer episode, since we won't be here next week, we want to you know shout this person out. 
Uh, we got some love that came by this week. I said, hey, guys, I became aware of the podcast recently because I know of a guest you had on early. I intended to just listen once uh, since there are so many podcasts out there that I regularly listen to. But, man, I am hooked. Thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> you guys cover so many great topics for black men uh, specifically that have been so helpful. Focus on black joy, self-care, uh, men, therapy, etc. We all know that 2020 has largely been trash, but I can't deny the clarity that I've gotten thanks to resources or resources like your podcast. Uh, me and my wife are from Ohio, by the way of Memphis, and have called suburban Nashville home for more than six years now. Come on, Memphis. Memphis. Um, I'm well aware I live in a solidly red state, but I honestly thought that in my county, there would have been at least a change in given that the fact that we're, you know, that being conservative, uh, um, uh, it's, I guess we equate being conservative knowingly to supporting evil. I compared the results from the four years ago and Trump's support dropped a whopping 2%. Wow. Uh, now I, can't, now I can't unsee the number and the question how my white neighbors, who I know <laughs> voted for Trump, uh, always claim they love our family. This election and the pandemic showed us the importance of community and safe spaces, and we are getting out of Dodge in the near future. Lord willing to the A, of course. Uh, thanks for all that you guys do. The pod has been great, uh, and it's been like a therapy session for me. Um, should I say the person's name? Um, sure. Jason. All right. So thank you, Jason, uh, for <laughs> thank you, Jason, for um, reaching out to us. And um, the A is normally full. When people say when they move to Atlanta, we usually say that it's full. But I think we'll make room for you. Yeah, and it sounds like he's saying he just he gonna visit. Okay. Oh, I thought he said Lord. Yeah. I thought he said getting out of Dodge in the near future, Lord. I thought he was gonna be moving to it. To uh, I mean, well, you, you know what? It could be interpreted <laughs> to a move. <laughs> Um, um, but no, Jason, thank you so much for writing yeah, in. That means definitely. a lot. Um, I kind of threw my eyebrow when you said you was gonna plan on this the one time, but no, I know I get it though, because I have <laughs> I have as a podcaster, right. I also love podcasts, right? Um, so I have the ones that I listen to when people try to throw me news. I'm like, listen, I got a list. Right. Um so, and sometimes you do listen to the one and you kind of mm -hmm. go on. So I appreciate that, that you listen because your friend, whoever was on the show, right. but I'm, it's dope that you, you know, you hear something that you really liked and you, and you, and you kept it up. So man, thank you so much. If you haven't right. already, give us five stars and leave us a dope comment. Please do, Please do. follow us on Please Instagram. Do. Yeah. And chat <laughs> and tell your friends and their friends and, and announce it at Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, follow, send, follow that, send that in a group text. Send it, please. And say, hey, y'all, you need to listen <laughs> to this podcast. And the thing is, Jason, I kind of know where you are. I live in a uh, in a predominantly white neighborhood, and I can I know the neighbors Yeesh, who, have the, who have the signs in their yards. So uh, I live in a neighborhood, bro, that our HOA doesn't let us do it. Mm -hmm. But we we saw uh, one of our neighbors across the street had one, like, right at his garage, and it was kind of mm -hmm. hidden. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, so, yeah, so I, I get it. I know how you feel. Um, I live in a county that this year, I think Brian and I, both of our counties turned blue, but historically, they, oh yeah, they are red and super red. conservative. So we definitely understand. And you can't, I, I don't think it's your job to unsee it. Mm -hmm. I think it's your job to now understand how you navigate with those neighbors if you right. have to interact with them. And if you don't, right. then you don't, you know? Right. Ain't nothing you have to do. You know, you just, you don't have to kick it with them or anything like that. Just, they won't be invited to your cookout. Listen. And don't go over to their house for no yep. 
dinner or a pot. You got to like they probably put like raisin, they potato salad anyway. Right, nasty. So, anyway, <laughs> but All again, right. thank you Jeremiah for writing in, and thank you Jason, uh, real person Jason. Real well, Jeremiah is real too, but that ain't your but, name. You know, <laughs> But thank you, Jason, for writing in. We appreciate you. Um, let's get ready to wrap up this marathon of an episode. <laughs> a greater conversation and get up out of here. Let go. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, y'all. So we are here in a greater conversation. Oh, yeah. And this week, we're going to do something that we're going to coin as um, putting somebody on three-way. That mm-hmm. means that we're passing the conversation. We're giving oh, the conversation yeah. to somebody else. We have plenty of things that we can rant plenty and rave about. Things. But um, one of our Black queens, Miss Amber Ruffin of the Amber Ruffin Show, yep. um, called out racism in an amazing way. So we're going to let her have uh, this particular segment. Um, so listen to this. Listen to this classic classic read and if you are <laughs> unfamiliar get familiar and if you don't know the ways um or the things she's talking about listen and be and be educated real fast please do week at a trump rally republican senator david perdue mispronounced kamala harris's name and worse he did it on purpose but the most insidious thing that chuck schumer and joe biden are trying to perpetrate and bernie and elizabeth and kamala or what kamala or kamala kamala mala mala i don't know whatever That really made me mad. Senator Perdue has worked with Kamala Harris in the Senate for three years. He knows her name, and he definitely knows how to pronounce it. I am sick of white people acting like Kamala is just a name you can't say. Guess what? If you refuse to learn someone's name because it belongs to a person of color, you are a racist. You know how I know? Because here are some of the names that white people always get right. Emily Ratajkowski, Timothée Chalamet, Saoirse Ronan, Cher. White people love to be like, your name is too hard. Please meet my daughter, Sinead. Look, here's a little history lesson for you. One of the only things black people really gain control of in the history of this country is what we name our children. When black folks got off slave ships, white people renamed us. So when we finally got some freedom, we decided to take our names back. We took our power back. So you get Keisha's and Shanika's and Devante's on your roll call, and there is power in those names. And if you are willing to learn a white Eastern European name that has no vowels, but can't wrap your head around Kamala, you need to ask yourself why. Kamala is barely any different than Pamela, and there's not a white person alive who doesn't know a Pamela. This name plays to your skill set. We created names that fill up your lungs, your chest, and your whole mouth when you say them out loud. So fix your mouth and say it right. We have beautiful, melodious names that tell the story of being Black in America, like mine, Amber Mildred Ruffin. Okay, that's not the best example. But uh, my writer's names are Shantira Jackson, Dwayne Perkins, and Oluwademolade Adejuive. I'm just letting you know that now, because when you try to talk to them and get their names wrong for the 40th time, we will know exactly where you're coming from. I am Amber Ruffin, and this is the Amber Ruffin Show. Don't you forget it. And we stand a black queen. We do. We Uh, do. You know our names. Say our names. Say them proudly. Do not try to play us. Um, And I ain't really got enough to add there. Brian? I do not. Oh, I do actually have something. Uh, okay. She was actually talking about the person that was trying to uh, shade um, our future uh, VP or VP elect uh, uh, 
former Senator Kamala Harris. Um, that is uh, David Perdue. Yeah. Uh, and he is running for one of these two uh, open Senate seats here. Yep. He's, the uh, he's, he's the incumbent. Um, he's running against uh, John Ossoff and then uh, uh, the other young lady is running against uh, Raphael Warnock, uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock. So um, we want to get rid of this shade that's out there and people that can't pronounce people's names and stuff like that. Let's get rid of those people and put in some better people here in Georgia. So if you're in the state of Georgia uh, and you are, you should have already been registered to vote, um, vote um, to get these folks out of here who shade our people and don't love our people. So yeah, get out there and vote. The uh, runoff, but there's uh, early voting. So um, check that out. Uh, get out there, vote. Let's get in Warnock. Let's get in Ossoff. Let's change the world. Let's keep Georgia blue. Let's do it. And um, that wraps up another episode of the GXR podcast. Yep. And we want to thank you all for joining us. Again, we are thankful mm-hmm. on this Thanksgiving episode um, for you all. Number one, thank you for staying in the living room for a good two plus hours it's a long one um but we will not be here next week so we gave Mm-mm. everything that we had Mm-mm. um and we are so excited again please yes um brian is going to shout out our social medias but please play close attention to them mm-hmm. we have some big stuff coming and we want oh, you yeah. all to be the first ones to know about it to celebrate oh, yeah. with us um we're about to hit a new growth milestone mm-hmm. and i'm super excited about what that's going to mean and what that's going to represent um uh-huh. so again thank you thank you thank you thank you yep so like, like joshua so eloquently stated um please follow us uh on ig of the jigsaw podcast uh follow josh at i am josh josh rogers mm-hmm. uh follow me at i am brian hair and i want to let you know now we about to blow up <laughs> so don't come on late now I'm, I'm playing but um yeah please follow us this space belongs <laughs> on the tizzle <laughs> Yeah, but please, 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 we do thank you. We thank you for every listener, every uh, visitor, every person. Uh, but please follow us on, on IG. Again, share, like, retweet, repost, whatever, whatever the kids call it these days. Um, subscribe. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, we love you. That's all I can really say. We're thankful for you. Anything else, Josh? We'll let the people, before we go, on this break, on this vacation, which we, we desperately need. We need it. Tell the people what they need to do. Listen, this is what you can do. You can only do what you can while you can mm-hmm. the very best ways that you can. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of all of that, we'll especially if you cook in Thanksgiving dinner, Mm-mm-mm. don't you dare get caught with your work undone. Mm. We love y'all. We love you. See y'all after the break. Bless you.